Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. I want people to believe in me, and I want people to believe in me when they taste my beer. That's what it's about. You mean you laid underneath it and tried to put his Absolutely. tongue up the bung? <laughs> I like to actually scoop up the yeast uh-huh. and look at it. 7 o'clock came real early that next morning. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for dumbing that down for us. You did an awesome job. It's all about food and you beer. Punch me in the junk. Man, that thing was thick. The point is just beat it like it's your dick. I like to smell it <laughs> afterwards. Are you being sarcastic no. right now? No. Bring your body armor. I ran in my jungle once on a ball valve and kettle. That's <laughs> a true happy ending. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Tasty, how you doing, my friend? Doing great. <coughs> I'm surviving. Are you recovering from Homebrew Con? I'm recovering from the 4th of July weekend. Oh, Hulk really? Hulkerkheim was, was a piece of work as well. I, well, I did it a little bit differently this year. I went like two days early. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, blew up Portland, blew up like six bars a day, obviously drinking in them all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had like two days of prep before I hit the three-day, you know, more and more of the same kind of thing but at the conference. Saw that liver up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so I was like, uh, hit, hit, hit the ground running. Okay. And that was that a good strategy for you? It worked pretty good. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm a seasoned professional. I drink, you know, a lot, a lot of nights in a row. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Okay, well that's good, man. You never saw me before noon, you know, at the conference. I was always. There. I never saw you at the conference at all. <laughs> it's just you never once came by the brewery oh, never no, booth. No, no. <laughs> I was by one time when they were doing a uh, uh, Palmer and Jamil were doing. Uh, they were they were flapping their gums. They were talking about uh, pres- uh, brewing, or fermenting under pressure. Oh, okay. Chris White was there. Like I have to get this out by tomorrow. How do I do it? No, no, actually mm-hmm. under under uh, you know like bars of uh, extra pressure. Oh, okay, yeah. Chris White loves talking about that. It reduces the, like, it's like lowering the temperature. Some of the effects are the same. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, thanks for joining us, uh, you all. Before we get into everything and tell you what the show is about, I want to thank our show sponsor, More Beer, our title sponsor, as we like to call them. They have teamed up with the great John Palmer, speaking of John Palmer there, Tasty, yeah. to make 27 beer kits based on the recipes found in Brewing Classic Styles, 
written by Palmer and Jamil Zainchef. These kits are true to style and all within BJCP guidelines, enabling them to be easily entered into that upcoming competition. Buy two kits and get fast and free shipping from morebeer.com. Good dudes at Morebeer, man. They had, they, it feels like their booth was like the entire middle yeah. of the uh, showroom floor. It was, it was great. It's big and great. And then a lot of people coming up. They have, you know, great looking product. And they're great people to talk to. Uh, yeah. And they, people, you know, they go to conference every year, always come by there and talk to them because they know those guys pretty well. Yeah, for sure. And always got like new equipment and, you know, what the latest and greatest stuff is. And they'll have a raffle or something. They're giving stuff away all the time. So. All the time. Yeah, definitely hit. Definitely hit that up, man. Uh, yeah, HomebrewCon was cool, man. I had a good time. I went. I came in Thursday, you know, because I got the kid, and I just yeah. didn't want to leave the wife home alone oh, for an extended period of time. Because if we didn't have the kid, I would have been there Monday night. Yeah. Or not Monday, because we had a show, right? Tuesday. I would have been there Tuesday yeah. morning, man. Yes, I left for Tuesday. And just partied up. But, uh, no, I came right from the airport. My flight was delayed uh-huh. a little bit and then landed late, and I sat on the tarmac. Both times, for like 25 minutes. Both ends of it. Wow. Yeah, so I got out of the airport like 3 o'clock, and I had to be back at the booth to do Dr. Homebrew by 4. Oh, I see. So I just went, came right from the airport to the John, and just, you basically slipped in there and started started working. Oh. And then we went to, uh, of course, my favorite spot in Portland, Hale Pele, which is the oh. uh, tiki bar yeah, yeah, there yeah. that I've been telling when to go to. Highly recommended. I didn't go, but a lot of people were going. Oh, sure. man, you should have gone. It was a good time. It was a good time. We had a crew. We had like five people or something, so our wait was obnoxiously long because it's a it's a small space. Uh, but the the people that were really accommodating, they're like, well, we have a, a reserved section, but you have to be out in like an hour and a half. And we're like, that's fine. Yeah. Because for me, I mean, mixed, drink, mixed drinks are cool. Tiki drinks are great. I fucking love them. I make them all the time at home. But... I don't. I can't sit. Hour and a half. You could do three. That's that's one too many. And that's it. Even yeah. even at any bar, an hour, hour and a half. I'm like, okay, either we're going to the next one, or I just I want to just leave the space. I get I get kind of. I'm the antsy. same way. I like to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's just get out of here. When I can, if there's there another place to go, sure, I'm staying there. Right. But like like in Portland, if I, there's another place I've never been to up the, up the road. Yeah. I'm hitting. Lift. I have one beer and you know a lift. I you know drink six dollar beer and an eight dollar lift alternating. Yeah. What I what I did notice across the street from the convention center, which by the way, the Portland Convention Center was was really great. Right. Yeah. It was cool, and they have a couple of uh, places to actually get real f- like food, like actual yeah. food, yeah. Not um, like, not tourist places. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so that was cool. Yeah. Uh, but there was a dispensary right across, right across the street, and like talk about the prime location. Oh, yeah. For a marijuana dispensary, around town, get big visitors. Yeah. yeah, I mean, how many? Thirty thousand? Not us, but like thirty thousand people, maybe twenty-five thousand people coming to some tech conference or whatever. Yeah. They're going to bombard that place. Did you have? Did you hit up any? Uh, no, no. I, any weed spots? I, no, I, had, I brought my own, uh, so I didn't need to. Yeah, uh, but a lot of people were. I, I, every time I go outside, you know, fresh air or whatever I'm doing. Yeah, and I, I you know, I see the place across the street, and I'd be like, oh, there's a couple of guys coming out of there. With badges, oh, yeah, they got on? The badges yeah. on, so in the in the in the gift pack, the pack they give you when you check in, there's like coupons for stuff. Uh, it's the guy across the street puts in, you know, she puts something like ten percent off or something. You know, oh, promote, you yeah, know, you kill it over there. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Yeah. The uh, uh, Brewer Association should have asked the dispensaries to sponsor. Had a booth? Can you imagine having a booth? <laughs> well, well, you know, it will happen. I think. Oh, it's going to merge. Yes. Maybe commercially before, like, well, homebrew is starting to be anything to be legal. Right. But you can see it happening where, you know, it's going to be like on the pro, like at the, the, at the uh, 
conference beers, the, the, uh, the expo. Uh, you know, those guys could be, you know, showing the CBD beers off and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Well, Not, doesn't, doesn't like, uh, Heineken, Heineken Lagunitas yeah. have a, a, a marijuana seltzer water or something like that? Which sounds like the most, that's like the whitest thing to drink ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I smoke, I, I, I'm ingesting pot, but it's seltzer water. Get some flavor in there, man. Come on. Well, I can see, yeah, some flavor, like a fruit or something. <laughs> seltzer water is I like, guess. I guess it's no calories. That would be the thing. That's <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I guess if you're going to get high, you might as well not have any guess, calories yeah, with it. I guess you could, since it's seltzer, you can always add any flavor you want. Make root beer out of it in a second. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, exactly. I feel like uh, I feel like uh, covering up the flavor, the taste of, of pot, is, is oh, kind of defeats the purpose get, of it. I get that part. Because for me, the, the smell and the, the, the taste... Is Great is experience. probably better than actually just getting high. I mean, right. getting high is yeah. whatever, but yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought it was interesting. I, I'm I'm kind of shocked that you didn't hit some dispensers and try some well, different I went over stuff there with some people. That's yeah, like, oh, here's what you should get. That. Well, that's way too much. Don't get that. Yeah. Okay, that you were their guide. You were their Sherpa. Like, their yeah. marijuana Sherpa. Yeah. All right. We went. Uh, I I crashed with Bev and Sam in the hotel room, which, by the way, I will never do again, uh, ever. Because the sound of sex coming out of the other other bed was just obnoxious. Well, and then Bev came in, and then it was weird. But really weird. We had to go. We walked up. uh, I don't know, a couple blocks to like some breakfast place or whatever, and then back down. I got a haircut. You know, just typical shit. Yeah, you got to get a haircut, dude. Um, And then uh, and then to the convention center along seven block radius, seven block you know stretch of one road, two dispensaries, four blocks apart. And they're both open at 9 o'clock in the morning. As a full-time stoner, is 9 o'clock in the morning like like you... You don't have any left over from the night before? It's not crack. I mean... You can't wake and bake if you don't have the baking materials. Yeah, and I guess... could be late. And I guess stoners are are not really the most prepared lot in the world. Yeah. We can't keep fresh milk in the refrigerator. I was I was shocked. We were walking by the dispensary, nine oh one, and this, the sign was open. I was like, okay, there we go. But I wonder how many uh, attendees actually hit the dispensaries. I'm I'm, I'm very curious uh, about that. I did that. smell a lot in the hallways of the of the convention center. Yeah, people were carrying some loud. People were sneaking puff on their little vape pens and stuff. They were just buying vape pens. I, I guess I wouldn't have done that myself. And you just. Chuck it <laughs> as you shiftily look from side to side. This guy's stoned all the time. Don't let him. Buy. Like just walking around, puffing on pins, huh? Yeah, yeah, and then, by, yeah. I guess presumably they just chuck them when they're done because they're just. Yeah, well, you're, you're, I smuggle mine both ways. But, yeah, uh, yeah, you just throw it away. It's like I don't know. It'd be like forty dollars, forty-five dollars, something for you. That seems too cheap, and you just throw it away and end up in a landfill. Yeah, then you throw the other half away when you go big. Huh? Or give it to a local. You, know. <laughs> you want my pen? <laughs> you know that happens all the time in Granola, Portland. I don't know. I had a good time, man. I thought it was, it was real great, cool. Great event. The seminars were just, was just great. I, I didn't see a single seminar, dude. I had I was stuck at the booth. It was like a really light uh, work. Yeah. You know, staff. So it was basically Bev and I at the thing, and Taylor was there, but he was running the boards oh, yeah. for the show. Mm-hmm. So when he was supposed to be covering, so. Like we can go out and get food. He was actually working. It was just kind of like shit. Well, now we're now we're here, so that just kind of happens. Um, if you didn't go to NHC, I will. I would like to report that Justin did do the play by play 
on the wing contest, and he did not get sick. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He, he was able to keep it in. Uh, apparently, they all had their backs turned to him. Oh. So it was very easy for him to not, uh, you know, puke up everywhere and, and, and do hold, that scene from Stand By Me. Did they all hold their stuff down so he didn't get to see them project down across I don't, the I, I don't know. I, I think so. I think I would have heard it. Um, I don't think it was a – from what I understand, it was a timed event. You had a uh, – whoever ate a certain amount the fastest, like, went through. They were, like, heats. And then the finals were held at the Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, which apparently is called B-dubs. Like in the the that's what everyone was like. Oh yeah, B Dubs. We're going to B Dubs for the Buffalo Wild. Uh, oh, okay, all right. Oh, it's a nickname for it. Apparently. Okay. All right, cool. You know, I never heard it called that. Before. Neither did I. And someone from the BA is like, "Yeah, I'm, I got to go to B Dubs instead of going to your party." I'm like, "Well, that doesn't sound cool." Huh. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who won when they get free wings for life. So there you go. So it wasn't a volume thing. It was speed eating. It was speed. Yes, it was. I, I think it was like six wings or something oh. like that. I don't know what oh, it was, but oh, that way you could compete. Maybe multiple times. Yeah. And had I had I known that, I I would have at least tried. I can suck the cartilage off a it's off a, a wing, about, dude. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's a lot about just grabbing one and pulling everything off. <laughs> just going for it, man. Whatever. <laughs> Got to put your tongue in there right away or something. Uh, something like that. Uh, but yeah, that night we had uh, um, BNA 13, of course. That was a great event. At Base Camp Brewing, yeah. I want yeah. to thank, actually, oh, I should thank Base Camp uh, Brewing for hosting us. Yeah, I, I talked to them a little bit. They're glad to have us, even after we were done uh, doing our shit. They, yeah, they man. said it's a good crowd. I said, well, I'm not surprised. These guys are homebrewers. They're fine. They're out drinking all the time, and they know how to behave themselves. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I was a little disappointed because you know the thing ended at two o'clock, and then we had to break the booth down, oh, pack up our trailer, that. and then go drive over to base camp to set everything up. So oh. I missed the whole award ceremony oh. and all that kind of stuff. But that's fine. Hopefully, we can schedule around it. But. It got me. It gave me more time to hang out at base camp, and so Warren and Sam and I, after we were done setting up, went in and purchased a couple pints of beers, man, nice, nice. and they were delicious. And they were beers that they weren't pouring outside too, so that was pretty yeah. good. But they had a couple lagers there, and yeah. we had them on the show a few years back. Yeah, that's how they uh, knew us, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the beers were good, and their beers are still good, man. It's a cool spot. Yeah, yeah, they had basically all their beers. Plus a few guest beers on outside. There were twenty nine beers, different beers, or something. Yeah, something like that. And I think only I think they only had like five base camp beers. Oh, really? I didn't know, look that closely. I know yeah. the one I camped on was base camp beer. In fact, after the event was over, I went inside and had a pint. What was it? Uh, Do you it was, remember? It was a, it was a uh, hazy beer, but it was really good, which is unusual. <laughs> That's very unusual. Yeah, yeah, I don't know which one it was. I forget the name of it. Oh, okay. It was number uh, number f- number five. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. okay i mean they had a cool colch and uh yeah, I yeah I, and i forget some of the other breweries that were there i imagine they're all local breweries to the place but there was a cool <laughs> dj spinning some stuff and That's we fun. gave away a bunch of stuff and really uh cool stuff. Wow. yeah it was, it was pretty cool man so uh thanks to more beer of course five star blickman imperial yeast airstream northwest there was an airstream trailer yeah, they had a demo there uh, Warren was just fascinated by it. He's like investigating where the propane tanks were. He's like unbuckling shit. I'm like, are you going to buy one? No. Well, then get out of here. What are you doing? Oh, Warren's actually called me. And White Labs. Thanks to White Labs. You want to let's let's talk to Warren real fast. Put him on. Let's see if we can do this. Hi, Warren. You're on the air. No, this is a butt dial. It's a butt dial. Nice. All right. Well, there you go, Warren. Thanks for thanks for screwing with us. I appreciate that very much. Hey, if you want to call me and really talk to me, then call me one eight 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 
407, 207 beer? What the fuck 401 is that? 401 beer. Welcome to the Brewing Network. <laughs> <laughs> this is second show. Give him a break. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on. But being A13 was cool. And, of course, thank you to everybody who came out and spent money and their time after a long week of drinking to come and party with us. It, it was really, really uh, appreciated. And, and uh, you know, it was cool to hang a lot, hang out with with y'all, man, and drinking beers and talking to people that yeah, I've never met. And that was cool because for a while there... We were kind of meeting the same people over and over again, which is no offense to anybody we were meeting over and over again, but uh, uh, this seemed like a lot of fresh new faces that have been listening to us for a couple years, and and that was really neat, man. Yeah, it was fun going around talking to everybody. As many as I could. I'm sure I didn't talk to everybody, but I got a lot of them. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, it was a good time, man. It was a good time. So BNA13, thanks a lot for everybody for... uh, for coming out to that, and of course to Base Camp Brewing for supporting us, and then uh, you know if you if if you're there and you go to Base Camp, it's right around the corner. There's a place, the, the Rum Club. I went there a few times. And, that place uh, is legit, isn't it? Good. Oh, it's so good. And Sassy's is two blocks up. Sassy's is right around the corner from that too. So it's uh, it's a whole thing, man. You can have uh, a trifecta of fun. Apparently, I was doing laundry today, and I found <laughs> like. Twenty six dollars in ones, a pair of jeans from <laughs> from Portland. And I was like, oh, I hate you so much. Oh. And he's like, That's just how they give you change there. I, I ordered a beer, and I'm like, Okay. You ordered a beer with what? Forty dollars? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, No, no, I got cash back. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> Boothang, what are you doing? Apparently, Justin left like 40 bucks in ones on the counter of his room, and the maids thought it was a tip and took it. (laughs) That's what I hear, anyway. I don't know. That's my uh, favorite story. It's a good story, and especially for a a strip club slash hotel connoisseur like Justin, you should know that. I mean, that's just right, plop right there. That's a tip. It looks like one. I mean, if it was checkout day. It, it looks like one. It wasn't checkout day. It was just the day he left and left the money. Sitting. I guess. Yeah, I feel I don't like know. I leave money laying on the counter all the time in hotels, and I've never had it touched. No. Yeah. Well, and you know what? And, and the person who got me, I, I don't want to say started in tipping uh, hotel staff because that would imply that I still do it, um, is push. And he's like, you know, you just I just leave two or three bucks on the pillow. That way they know it's for them. And it's just a thank you for, for cleaning the room. And sometimes you get, like, extra coffee or whatever. It's never worked for me. But um, sorry about the stains on the toilet. Like, here's a one. Like, it doesn't, I don't know, doesn't doesn't matter. Anyway, um, NHC was cool. Next year it's in Providence, Rhode Island. Wow. The other way. It's a long way away, man. It is. Are you going to go? You gonna I don't make know it? why not. I, go, I, I, go, I, go, I don't know why. That's not a year to stop as far as I know. I That's true. That's true. Man, I, I don't know if I told you. I'm, I'm working with a couple dudes to help try to bring it to Anaheim in a couple years. Oh. Nice. Anaheim Convention Center. Get them uh, discounted Disneyland tickets. I'm hook all my friends oh, up. Oh, nice man. That will be good. Do an event in there. That would be actually, I mean, I know we can do an event at like Ralph Brennan's or something like that. We could probably buy Ralph Brennan's out for being a thir- being a 14 or they have a la- probably could. lane splitter, not lane uh, um What's the fucking bowling alley? The bowling alley, I don't Split, know. Splitsville or Split Lane or... I think it's Lane Splitter. No, that's the pizza place. Hair Lip oh. or Split Lip or <laughs> Do the Splits or whatever. Anyway, too bad ESPN Zone's oh, gone. Oh, that'd be great. I look, that sounds like fun. Yeah, I think it'd be a good time. Uh, speaking of good time, Tasty, let's do some feedback. What do you think? Let's hear it. 
Feedback today is brought to you by the Beer Law Center. John at the Beer Law Center protects our trademark and a whole bunch of stuff. You know, free advice for us because, you know, we're nice. But uh, he can protect your stuff, too. Go to BeerLawCenter.com. John's a good dude. I thought he was going to be there. No, I didn't see him. Oh, well, I guess why would he? It's homebrew, right? Buster. Dude, I th- every dude. time, dude, every time we recorded a, a show, there was a guy. He was sta- he would stand out in the audience watching the recording, and he was John's twin. Hmm. I she's taking a picture. Tagged I, I, him in it. You know, I <laughs> great great hanging out with you. I'm so glad I could buy you beers. John. I should have. Like he looked <laughs> so much like him. Like I saw him on multiple occasions, and every time I was like, "Oh, jo- not John, not John." Don't be weird. <laughs> Get your John out here, John. Uh, so this email is interesting. Uh, Tasty, you might appreciate this. And I don't know uh, where it's going to go, but I have to now I have to reach out. So apparently we have a listener called Adam who uh, here. I'll just read you his email. Where? Why is it not scrolling? There it is. Uh, he says, uh, after hearing you guys talk about touring the Adam and Eve warehouse, but nobody ever pulling the trigger. I felt as a BN soldier when really bored after work, I would help get the conversation started. So here it is. Apparently, uh, he emailed Adam and Eve for us and said, hey, I'm a full here. I'll just read you his email because it's uh, it's pretty good. He goes, this will probably be the strangest email you guys ever get, but here it goes. I follow a podcast called The Brewing Network, which you guys have been sponsoring for the last few years. They are constantly talking on the show about wanting to set up a tour of your facility and me being one of the BN soldiers. I felt it was my duty to try and help them make that a possibility. And yes, they are very serious about this. And they wrote Adam back, and they go... Uh, I wish you would explain soldier. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. It what sounds... is this? The white supremacist group? Yeah, it sounds real weird. Okay, MAGA, dude, great. Uh, and they go, uh, where are the hosts of the Brewing Network located? Is everyone over 18? <laughs> yeah, super qualifying. Yeah. I'm like, uh, cool. How possible is it you can get everyone here? Um, yeah, so I don't know. I also love that they're like, who is this brewing network you speak of? <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, next week, I'm going to get an email that our Adam and Eve contract is canceled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I heard you guys. Not crazy about this soldier thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad. I, I, dear Adam, thank you for pointing out that we still advertise in the brewing network. Yeah. That has been corrected. That was an, an error in marketing. They forgot to delete the account or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, Adam, thanks, man. I'll reach out to them because Bev's not going to do it. And um, Nope, sure not. And, well, we uh, let them know we're interested as far as scheduling something. We all have, yeah. Yeah, I I just I really want to go if they pay for us to get out there because oh, I can't, I can't afford to get out there. I gotta buy we gotta buy a tear in a car yeah, now. They're our sponsor. I would it seemed like we would whatever. Well, you know, hey man, we'd all get content out of it. Be great. Um, here's an email from Chris. He said I wanted to give you the scoop before it gets out. This is uh, apparently from uh, this is a little bit ago. Uh, someone called Basic City Beer Company just acquired something called Twisted Ales Craft Brewers in Richmond, Virginia. Another small craft brewery put, purchasing another small craft brewery. Because it won't make national won't make national news, but uh, he thought it was interesting for us to uh, to know about. So there's there's acquisitions happening that aren't just Heineken buying out Lagunitas and no. Budweiser buying out everybody else. No, the 21st Amendment Book and Brewing uh, Funk Works uh, merger was sort of like that. They just yeah. combined marketing departments, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So it's happening out there. Interesting stuff. This email is from Brett, and he says, Hi, guys and girls, plural. I don't know who. Well, I guess there's Kim, but, you know, we forget about our buddy Kim. 
Uh, first off, thanks for putting on a great party at BN13. All of you are so humble and friendly with your fans. Nice to finally meet you and get some pics with you. First of all, you still owe me 10 bucks, Brett, for that photo. Uh, anyway, enough ass-kissing. Here's a show idea. Have a hop grower on the show. Have him explain how to grow hops at home and then how to pick and dry and brew with them, fresh or dried. Nick Ziegler from YCH Hops did a great seminar at BrewCon. Plus, he seemed like a nice guy at his booth and took the time to talk to people. Yes, I agree. I, I, I've talked to Nick for a few years now. He's a good dude. He wants to get us up for hop and brew school, Tasty, oh, yeah. and for harvest. Uh, and for us to kind of do a show up there and, and do some stuff. So Sounds I think like that fun. could be real cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know we've done, haven't we done a show several, several years ago about hops and hop growing at home? And, but it's been a while. But sure. it's been a while, and yeah. I'm sure that we could do it again. So, yeah, I should reach out to Nick. That's a good idea. Uh, think- Brett, thank you very much. Uh, he also says, tell Tasty to move closer to the mic when he talks. Okay. Unless that's his usual mumbling volume. That's pretty much it. Give Bebo a raise. She deserves it. Suck it, JP. Thanks again from Brett. Well, Brett, you're welcome, dude. Here's yeah. one from our friend Clayton That's Beverly. <laughs> our, our good friend Clayton. He says, I believe Bevo did not enjoy working with the Sour Hour crew up until a couple of months ago, but lately has even acquired a near co-host status. She even has her own segment, More Info with Beverly Moore. Yeah, that's a thing. First of all, it's the dumbest segment name I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, uh, what happens on the more, more Beverly with Info More? Well, during the sour life, as I like to call it, because once it's edited, it is only an hour, but each episode records for 90 minutes. Just and the rest of it gets edited out. There's just a lot of like spastic, random, rambling talking. Why do they edit it out? Doing that, don't have to edit. Because it's the sour hour. But for some reason, we can't just record it in an hour. (laughs) Okay. Um. Anyway. Yeah. I I, I got some tips. Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Tasty. Don't get me started. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, you know, during one of the rambling, random rambling sessions, yeah, the the topic of the band Aha came up. Uh huh. And I think Scott asked me to look something up, and he was, yeah. I looked, I looked it up. I read the information that he wanted, and then he was like, "Wow, it's like because you can't, because he can't look it up." More on the two information with be, it just became a thing, and okay. and now I'm a. What kind of things I'm now? Thing. So now you're Google. Well, but that's okay because I have an excuse to not be paying attention during the sour hour, <laughs> as opposed to just not paying attention. Okay, what else do you look up? Like, what kind of things do you do you Google for Scott? Um, he, and well, I've only done it twice. Okay. And so it was the band AHA. Right, yeah, I know. Take I, on me. I get it. Take on me. Yeah. And uh, there was something, he asked me to look up uh, YouTube videos of old broadcasts where the people would, were like reading and they had the paper and they'd be like, you know, reading off of the, actually off of the press. Right. It didn't go. That one went over like a fart in church. That was so bad. Is it to justify him doing this sometimes? Yes, I which think is so. an old Phil Hendry bit, and that's this whole. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, hey, that's cool. So, do you have intro music? Or? <laughs> no, but I yeah. did have to record like. And now, more information with Beverly Moore. You introduce yourself. I do. Yeah. Well, look, it's. I'm wow. not a real co-host. I'm kind of like a co-host. Well, Clayton goes on to say, "I think hey. this is a perfect example of Stockholm syndrome." 
Please monitor this. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm worried a little bit, although maybe the whole syndrome started with Justin a decade ago and really manifested itself when she actually went full time with the BN. Maybe the sour hour situation, or he says sitch, is just another example of how deep it goes. I don't know. Keep up the decent work. I love you all. <laughs> Thank you, Clayton. Um, and then last but not least, we've, we finally have a decent spam of the week. This is from Sherry Hopkins, and it's titled, I like to meet you, with, I think, seven exclamation points, but there's a space in between you and the exclamation points, so it's like another word. Um, I like to meet you. Hey, are you dreaming hot sex? I'm sexy, very hot. I can do whatever you say to me. All your dreams. I like to spend a lot of time with you guys. Give me your hot mind, and maybe I am the one you need for tonight. Look into my eyes. Let me send you a kiss. I will make you happy. I am a girl who likes to live new experiences. I like to meet people from the U.S. I like to go out walking. <laughs> At first, you should view my profile. And there's, there's a link to a profile. <laughs> Give me your hot mind. Tasty. just buy a burner computer and click that link. <laughs> And will literally catch on fire. <laughs> like the will, SIM card in that episode of 24 when he puts it in the phone. Um, I'd love to know her or his or her success rate. Like, what what happens after? Who reads that? Right. What's the open rate on these things? But also, it, I like that one because it's kind of like poetic and, 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 and almost sincere if you knew it wasn't written by a bot. I'm the look into my eyes. Which eye? Let, let me send you a kiss. The, one, the eye that you're sitting on. <laughs> <laughs> that's spam of the week everybody uh i guess i should tell you what we're doing on the show today a topic for today which almost didn't happen <clears throat> um so what i found out the after nhc was that our local club does had a few winners a few medal winners at nhc multiple even yeah, sure a few or multiple whatever you want to do so we're going to have two of them in tonight. We're going to have Sean and Vito. And Vito won a medal with his Aussie sparkling ale, Australian sparkling ale. And Sean won a medal with his barley wine. And I thought, well, that would be great. You guys are, are local. Let's come in, drink the beers. Let's talk about it. Let's do a little homebrew topic because we haven't done homebrew here yeah, in friggin' God knows how long. Find out what it's like to enter and win. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Vito doesn't have any of his, his beer, but Sean brought his barley wine. So he's three bottles of barley wine, medal winning, NHC, bottle, the same batch. Not a, this, just the same recipe. So pay attention because you're going to get recipes. Also, Vito and Sean have their recipes. We're going to talk about all that kind of stuff. We're going to talk about their experiences. Beverly, go ahead, please. I'm just, I was just going to make say it good. It's I'm not, it can't be good. God. I was just going to say that I'm disappointed we don't get to have Vito's beer because it's something different. And it sounds very interesting. Yeah, I've never had an Australian sparkling ale. The closest thing I had was at NHC. There was a, a Australian homebrewers. stone beer? Is that what you're going to say? He's mm. looking at me like, no. No. Okay. But I appreciate you asking me what it's going to say. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Um, there was Australian homebrewers at the, at the booth, and they brought beer over. They were clones of Cooper's ales and whatever. Nice. So I had some of that, and that was cool. It was good. Um, but I've, I've never had Australian sparkling ale, I guess, 
aside from that. So I, I would have. I, I agree with you. I, w- I wish he, he would have saved some, but I guess he poured it all at at the Doe's booth at NHC, which was huge, by the way. It was huge. Well, also, if we had maybe not sprung, hey, can you come on the BN <laughs> on him? Maybe he would have known to. Um, yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. It sounded like he only had that one keg. So what are you going to do? Uh, before we take a break, I think what you should do, especially you, Beverly, start supporting small beer one T-shirt at a time with Suds Duds Society. The brewery T-shirt membership where brewers receive a, excuse me, where members receive a T-shirt, beer merchandise, and a homebrew recipe from a different brewery each month. A portion of each membership will go to the highlighted brewery and to sponsor a local homebrew club in their area. Join the Society in the month of July to receive two additional pieces of throwback beer merch and homebrew recipes with your first brewery package. Become a member by going to SudsDudsSociety.com and use promo code BNARMY at checkout to receive a discount on top of their throwback tier beer merch and homebrew recipes. SudsDudsSociety.com Let me tick this box. Okay, we got it. Let's take a break here, Tasty. I can do that. You sure? We all right with that? Yep. Take a break, refill our beers, sort of. And then when we come back, we're going to talk with Sean and Vito from Club Doze. Got a couple local dozers in here to talk homebrew. It's a homebrew-centric show, everybody. Stay tuned. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment bar and pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Socket JP. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem you need the five star solution visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019 800-782-7019 and get the five star treatment today
tuned into this session. Because life's too short to listen to crappy radio. All right, everyone. Thanks for hanging around through the break. You know, yeah. Listen to the sponsors you and uh, nice leak. support them, or a, or a bad leak. I don't know. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Whatever happens. Hope you hope you stop leaking. Because if you haven't, <laughs> see a doctor. Uh, before we get into the show, great fermentations, everybody. They have the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web, and their staff is some of the best trained in the business in using the Blickman products. They offer top-notch customer service, same-day shipping on many items. Check them out all over the internet, the social media internets, at GR8 Fermentation with our great fermentations.com. Man, speaking of Blickman, we got caught in the elevator a few times with those dudes. Those dudes are crazy, man. The Blickman people, they're just, they're just, they're nuts. They're cra- John Blickman and uh, Tom, I think John Blickman is, is nuts. John Blickman is nuts. It starts with him. Yeah. I think he's he's like uh, just inhaling too much, like passivating, like whatever when he's doing the welding. Because he too much stainless dust. <laughs> his brain is fried. He's a cool dude, man. I, he hurt no, his hand great. or whatever. Yeah, I saw him. It was all vanished. Up. And I was like, "What did you do, man? Did you have avocado hand." And he's so far from the Midwest, he has no idea what that means. He's only got like and, two fingers <laughs> in each hand, anyway. So. Yeah. That's oh man, good dudes. I like the Blickman dudes. Their booth is always so cool. Oh, it's like the future. Yeah, it's it's like, and I love that John is always hanging out in it. Oh, like he's it. just yeah. chatting it up, just talking about cool products. He's like he is like the official everyman of home brewing, of of the of the supplier side. You know what I mean? Like he's just he's just kind of this down to earth little Midwest dude who will tell you a dirty joke and then talk about fermentation geometry. I was just going to say, by looking at him, you would never know how dirty he actually is. <laughs> well, if you haven't listened to any Bruce Strong's, because I think he lets his freak flag fly on that show, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> yes. Loud and proud. Uh, but, you know, get stuck in an elevator with those guys. It's a good time. And, okay. you know, it's like their their booth is like a, a big uh, uh, deconstructed disco ball. You know, because there's all the lights all over the st- all over the stainless, and it's just shiny, and you're just you're like a moth. It's it's pretty good, man. Okay, here we go. Homebrew information, homebrew show. Uh, we have Sean Monahan and Vito Delucci. Right? Did I slaughter your names? Probably a little bit. Good. Doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, and you guys won two medals. Well, one each. I mean, let's not, you know, let's just calm down. At uh, this year's NHC, which I can say NHC because NHC is the competition. It's not Homebrew Con, which is a convention. Right? Yes, I did it. Yeah. I'm yeah, doing all right. throwing me off for a while, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Vito, you won with a silver in your Australian sparkling ale, which I didn't even know was like an official style right now. Yeah, it's pretty new. Um, and, and Get right on that. Get right on that, John. Yeah, pull Sorry, it up. Sorry, let me you go. pull That's the mic right. up. Um, it was actually Keith and I who brewed this together. So, Keith, who couldn't make it tonight, Keith Klingler, um, who works at More Beer with me as well. Um, he's having a child. So. Keith Klingler. Yes. Yeah. I feel like his so parents should have called him like Mike. 
It was a team beer. It was a team beer, nice. yeah. So okay, that's cool. He couldn't make it tonight. He's he's doing his parenting uh, classes, so I just oh, wanted man, to give those a those sh- suck, dude. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I know, hate too. them. Yeah. Fuck. They're so, we walked out on ours. That's I a hard think pass. The, second, yeah. the second child, we didn't even go. The first one, you don't need yeah, to. we, we, you don't need we walked to. in halfway through. Yeah, we're just like, yeah. this is stupid, man. <laughs> yeah. Five hours. Five first hours. time, though, you gotta, you got to give it a you know give it a chance yes. and learn about it. Yeah. Oh, Bev's shaking her fingers. Best effort. I did not do that. Yeah. Oh, well, not really. Neat. Well, you don't really love, you didn't love your child as much as Vito and I love ours. Probably not. You could be like Crappy School. You could have a, a, a comedic, comedy version. Or, or a crap, good, good craft, I would go to that. Good craft so. beer version, right? Like, who needs a beer? Like, yeah. No, I'm, okay. I'm in on that. Here's, yeah. how you, here's how you do this, you know. Don't worry about that. You know, let's, like, let's start. We, let, that's an actual own. business. Yeah. We could actually do that. Because let me tell you, the packet that they, that they give out, you know how many dicks I drew all over the baby's head? <laughs> and, like, like, mustaches and just, like, just all sorts of stuff. Like, uh, like, they have massage positions. And, and I don't and, love Abby. And squatting positions that women can get into, but they have this big thing. And so I just made a, I just made a whole series of drawings about this is how avocados are made. Yeah. And they just <laughs> drop out. Out, and then you, this is the avocado position where you put your feet up like this, and here's the avocado coming out, and it's a whole thing. We could do it. Make it a comedy thing. Oh, yeah, we, we're great. I mean, oh, you know, you're certified, you pass. Vito's like, I don't, even have, a kid. I don't yeah. even have a kid on the way, but I fucking show up for this. No, we could do one. the watermelon and shoot it across the room. <laughs> Uh, so Vito, let's start with you, mainly because we all have a beer in front of us, and okay. you don't have any beer. No, so let's yeah. let's get this out of the way before we drink Sean's beer. Uh, what is Australian sparkling ale? Why did you brew it? And uh, so describe a, the flavor to me right now. Go. It's a great story on why we brewed it. Um, so Keith was first of all the whole club does. We were we were trying to put forth the effort to win Club of the Year. Unfortunately, we didn't uh, we didn't win, but you know we were trying to just get a bunch of people brewing. Keith hadn't brewed in a while. He was going to brew a pale ale. Mm-hmm. Um, so he brewed a pale ale on the Robo Brew at More Beer, and I helped him out with that. Cool. Um, and then, you know, we we're tasting it. We we're like, man, it's not really a, a pale ale. And I'm, I'm tasting it. I just recently, within the last two years, uh, did the BC, BJCP certification. So I was familiar with the styles, especially the star- Australian sparkling ale. Okay. And I said, you know what, dude? Enter random. this. I know. Super random. <laughs> um, I was like, enter this as an Australian sparkling ale. So he gets a ribbon in the first round. And then he comes to me and he's like, all dude, right. You, dude, you, you, see, that really, you just decided then after you made the beer. You didn't after, change the recipe or anything. No, no, we did. Yeah, I'm getting oh. to that. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so he, he's like, let's go. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He, he, cre- he created the pale ale recipe, brewed it, and, I, and he was like, ah, I'm just not feeling it. You know, what do you think? And I'm like, hey, enter this as an Australian sparkling ale. Right. Boom, he gets a ribbon. And then he comes to me and he's like, all right, Vito, now we need to make an Australian sparkling ale. Um, <laughs> really? Make, make me a recipe. You know, so, um, <laughs> so then I did some research on it, reached out to Brandon from Australia, another BJCP certified judge, talked a little bit, um, created the recipe, um, had Keith come over, brewed it at my house, um, you know, did, did, we did two different versions. We did a split batch um, with... The Burton Ale yeast was the winner, um, but then we also did the White Labs, um, what is it, the best of both worlds um, okay. yeast as well. Um, that one was good too, but we ended up going with the Burton um, because, you know, it just, it, you know, to me, that was more of the style. I got the pear esters from the yeast, so that's what we went with. Okay, okay. Uh, what category is Australian Sparkling Ale? I'm trying to look for it. Category oh, here 12. it is 12B. Yeah. Page 21. Yeah, 12B. so that one rolls, it's 12B. 
Um, so it goes against British Cold Ale, Australian Sparkling Ale, English IPA. Um, this year they also rolled in 11, which is the British Bitter, Ordinary Bitter, Best Bitter, and Strong Bitter. So that's who we were competing against in the second that round. That seems like a pretty heavy category. Yeah, I was pretty stoked off that. Do you know how many well. entries were in that category? Uh, I don't remember offhand. Um, look it up. I wonder if we can yeah. figure it out. That'd be cool. Make me feel good. They don't have it on their, on their results page. They oh, don't they don't? That. No, I wish they did. Oh, oh. man, they totally should. Yeah. That's too bad. So, uh, overall impression is smooth and balanced. All components merge together with similar intensities. Moderate flavors showcasing Australian ingredients. Large flavor dimension. Very drinkable. Suited to a hot climate. Relies on yeast character. That sounds like half a dozen beers. Exactly. That's That seems hard to so nail down. When he brewed the pale ale, I think he used Galaxy and Citra. So, you had that Galaxy... Um, a lot of it's all Southern Hemisphere hops. So Galaxy Nelson is what we used. We also used Doctor Rudy, which was formerly okay. known as Super Alpha. Okay. Um, the the traditional styles use um, I think it's Pride of Ringwood. Is, is yeah, that's the old ass hop. Where you read about that in Joy of Home Brewing, yeah. like that's that's I, I don't think know where even to get it. We yeah, don't I don't have think any more they beer. do it anymore. Yeah. 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 So so we ended up going with Doctor Rudy. Um, I knew about that hop from you know brewing some other batches with other people. Yeah. Um, did that for the bittering hop, and then Galaxy and Nelson for the aroma. Um, it's it's very similar. Yeah, just to like a, a nice pale ale. Um, little, okay. Little bit of esters. Um, what, what's cool. Or, or what's different about that is if you read the style guidelines, they say they should have a little turbidity because you're supposed to spin the bottle a little bit before you pour it to rouse the yeast. Oh, like a blue moon. Like, Or <laughs> I was going to say like a, a Sante, Sarah Sellers, you know, you, you do the Sarah spin um, yeah, or like yeah. a blue moon. Yeah. Um, so we added a little bit of wheat in there to, to create that turbidity because we were going to force carb it. Okay. So that was kind of the strategy behind that because we're like, we don't know if they're going to, uh, you know, spin the bottle or not. So added that little bit of weed in there to uh, create. Oh that yeah, turbidity. did the stock yeah. guideline mention that characteristic? Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So that so when I created I the recipe, uh, most of the guys are judging that beer that day at both levels. Probably never had one before. That's probably not. Yeah, it's so not a super yeah, popular. They're style. a slave to what it said. There. Appearance there was, exactly yeah. deep yellow to light amber in color, often medium gold. A tall, frothy, persistent white head with tiny bubbles. Noticeable effervescence due to high carbonation. Brilliant clarity if decanted, but typically poured with yeast to have a cloudy appearance. Not typically cloudy unless yeast rouses during the pour. So you know, thinking that they were going to be like Tasty said, uh, a style or uh, a slave to the style. So we were like, yeah. hey, let's add a little bit of weed in there to create that turbidity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's only three points appearance, but I want you know maximum well, points. Yeah, and, and you never know with with the way judging goes. Some, you know, yep. I've had I've talked ad, ad nauseum about my fucked up scores where it says this thing is optional. Uh, toasted oatmeal flavor is optional. And then I get dinged for not having it, but it's optional, so it's, uh, yeah. you never know. So I think I think you probably got it right if you just kind of hit it sort of in the middle, mm-hmm. especially for appearance. It's better than going one way or the other. That way. was the idea. Yep, definitely. Is it, is it a typically bottle conditioned or typically bottle conditioned? Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, but we were forced carbonate, so it was like all right, add a little bit of wheat to create that turbidity. Cool. Yeah. Uh, high attenuated, dry finish, lingering bitterness. Although the body gives impression of fullness, so it does say. Uh, down where uh, characteristic degrees lightly killed Australian two row pale malt. So we use RAR two row for it, and okay. then a little bit of Maris Otter. Uh, yeah, so they say six row. Did you have any six no, row high protein? I did not. I love RAR, so I just went okay. with uh, with what I know is great. Is that <laughs> where that turbidity kind of can come from? Also, with the thirty percent higher protein malt is what they say. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so to compensate for that, just added a little bit of wheat. Yeah. Um, traditionally used Australian hops, cluster, and goldings until replaced from the mid-1960s by pride of Ringwood, highly attenuative, Burton-type yeast. Yeah, we used the Burton Ale yeast. Variable water profile. Which I loved. I've never really used that yeast before that I can remember, and I was stoked off it. Yeah, you know, finished out real dry. Um, tasted great. That was it sounds good, man. I mean, it sounds like right up my alley, honestly. Here's the style comparison. Superficially similar to English pale ales, although much more highly carbonated with less caramel, less late hops, and showcasing the signature yeast strain and hop variety. More bitter than IBUs might suggest due to high attenuation, low final gravity, and somewhat coarse hops, which I've never heard hops described that it's way. Coarse. coarse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, IBUs 20 to 35, SRM 4 to 7, OG. OG. 1038 to 1050. I fucking love that. We were 1051 on okay. our match. Yeah. What'd you finish at? Uh, 1009. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Yeah. How many IBUs? Uh, 22 estimated on Beersmith. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So Commercial examples. I love this. Cooper's Original Pale Ale. Cooper's Sparkling Ale. Which, big That's shout it. out to Brandon. He brought a Cooper's Sparkling Ale from Australia on the plane with him. So we were oh, able wow. to do a side-by-side. So that was pretty cool. What'd you yeah. think? Thanks to Brandon. So what'd you think? Uh, how would you change your approach? I liked our beer better. Um, but just flavor-wise. But their water was definitely more minerally. I think it was, um, yeah. yeah, I was going to go for the Burton-on-Trent water profile, but I just didn't feel comfortable going at 700 SO4 levels. Um, Do you think their water might have been like that? that, you, that I think so. Water? Tasting wow. it, yeah, I think they're definitely, All right. yeah. So is, can you imagine at some point where like we, ever, like the judges get familiar with the style and they calibrate to that beer? You have to actually make something that has... That, I mean, that's a pretty distinct characteristic. Yeah. You have to make a beer that tastes that bad. I mean, right. <laughs> <laughs> it has that weird flavor, that water yeah, flavor. Right. Yeah, definitely that's super minerally. Yeah. Right now, you have to beer anywhere. Yeah, like, right. They don't even know what this stuff. We don't get it out here. No, so. definitely it, don't get it out here. It doesn't yeah. exist, right? So, yeah. yeah. I was going to add on, like, you know, like, we talked about the style and how you might have fit in or, or not. Really, the, the trick is, is to, you know, say I'm in a style and they can't kick you out, then you need to make a really good tasting beer. Exactly. Because what it comes down to, your category, yep. it's like, this, what, what's what's better, the sparkling ale or this, this bitter over here that uh, that this other guy likes? You know, and finally that's how you get awarded your silver medal. So, yeah, and that's better. That's when we were tasting them. That's why I was like, man, this is just a grid fucking beer. Jeez, Sorry, yeah. excuse me. Yeah, that's uh, right. But you know, it was like you know the other one the, with the other yeast was it had a little. It might have fit the style guidelines a little bit more when we were reading them. We brought over a bunch of friends, um, BGCB judges, and we're testing the the split batches, um, and. It, it came down to like this is just a better beer. Let's just put the better exactly. beer. The other one might yeah, right. taste no. better, but the, or I mean, taste more like the style guidelines read. But let's put the better fucking beer. No, and that, no. if you're you a know, judge, and it's Keith hard, was it's like, hard. "No, I want to go the other way," but I was like, "No, trust me, buddy." No, no. If you're <laughs> a judge, if you're a judge, it's hard to, hard to like kick a beer around for being almost out of style when you're you're saying, "I fucking love the beer." Mm-hmm. Yes. So you're, you just throw all that away. That doesn't matter anymore. This is just a really good beer. Absolutely, if somebody can make this over and over again to be a, a tr- contribution to the to the hobby and, and to the into the industry. Yeah, and, and I think it, it, it goes beyond the you know the classic. Oh, this is a great beer. I would pay a I would buy a pint of this. Like the 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 de facto thing that everybody every judge Overall writes on their impressions. Yeah, I, I would it, pay yeah. for this beer because it's like because <laughs> that's mean something. It doesn't yeah. mean anything. I, there's a lot of bad beer that people pay for, but um, <laughs> <clears throat> sorry. Uh, um, but yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. Put the best beer for it as long as it's within the style guidelines. Yeah. Most mostly, if it tastes good and there's no glaring errors, 
why wouldn't that's that's what you do? Mm-hmm. You got to make a good tasting beer because at the end of the day, there's somebody with taste buds that are drinking this beer. You're judging it to these styles, but but it still has to be good. It can't be terrible. Yeah. Yep. And it can't be terrible. And when you compete, I know it's a good thing to do is like put yourself at the high end of the, of the style, like be at the higher end of the gravity wise. And now, your category is special yeah. in that it has like a lot of variability. But in a lot of the yeah. other categories, like you know, you want and porters. You can put more flavor in your beer at the higher end of it, and arguably you might be over, but they can't you know, discern that. So. Yeah, depending where you are in the flight, for yes, sure. You yeah. want to stand out, and yeah. if you're first, you know, or if you're last, you definitely want to be able to kind of last have that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you've got, for instance, you've got a 6.2% IPA, somebody else has a 7.5. Here's just going to be like, oh, wow, that's a lot more going on there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's like, but, you know, the better uh, beer might be the lighter beer, but it usually doesn't. Well, let's uh, give us your recipe, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, no problem. If Let you, me if see. You I could. got it up here. Because uh, uh, it's something we don't really talk about hardly ever. Yeah. Even <laughs> even even like Brandon and Craig, when they come here, they don't talk about Australian beer. They just give us Tim Tams and, oh, yeah. and, and yeah. fuck <laughs> off somewhere. <laughs> and just leave. Kangaroo ball sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Peter uh, Simons knows a lot about the, spark, the sparkling ale. Was that the guy? So uh, at the BN party, I was super yeah. stoked. I had a couple beers in me at that point. But the guy, and I don't remember his name. Sorry, I apologize on air. Um, came up to me. He's like, I wrote the style guidelines for the Australian sparkling ale. I sent a picture to my mate because it was the first time that that, <laughs> that this style had, had meddled in the United States. And so we ended up chatting for a while. And that was really cool to meet the dude who wrote the style guidelines um, yeah. with it. And that sounds like Peter. That definitely sounds like Peter. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that could have been it. Brendan brought Brandon brought him over to me, oh. and you know we started you know, chatting oh, yeah. it up. Yeah. yeah, they were wandering around all day together. Okay. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's written was, a few books. Super. Yeah, and he has so, another one coming. Oh, okay. That's yeah. definitely a dude. Yeah, I mean, because yep. he, you know, Peter talked about his book. Dude. Yeah, it was. We had a great time. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. And I was stoked because he was stoked. You know, uh-huh. off, off Australian yeah. sparkling yeah. ale. I'm trying um, to get him to do a show on the Brew Network. I'm trying totally to get him should. his own show. He oh, should. Really? That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to do. Huh? I talked to him about it. I was huh? like, bro, huh? podcast because he's retiring soon. He's like, well, I'm like oh, what perfect. are you going to do? He's like, uh, go around and dig around musty old books and um, drink a lot of beer. I'm like, you should do a podcast. He's like, huh. Dude, I really think this Australian sparkling ale will kill it. I mean, it is what we're drinking in the United States as pale ales, essentially. You know, like especially is it really? Your, I mean, it's Galaxy, you know. Just, I mean, sort of? Yeah, sort yeah. of. I mean, a little different, but damn close, you know, to what a lot of us like as pale ales. You right know, now. you're killing me. You didn't bring in the beer. I know. Okay. Well, the reason, <laughs> the, the, reason, one, the reason is it's so fucking drinkable. You drank it all. Well, I, mean, no, I can't it, blame you. It was the second keg to tap at our doze booth on Club Night. Oh. So that I brought the whole beer up to Club Night. So none made its way back Excuse to Portland. Me, which sorry. is what you would do. Well, Exactly. That's a, that's a win. You can't, yeah, you can't. Our whole idea was we want to have the beers pouring that that are hopefully you know yeah, going to win. So we, we we put a bunch of beers um, into we did club night and then we also did a social hour pouring and a mm. lot of those beers were we had thirty seven entries that moved on to the second round. Wow! Um, so we had we Damn. didn't have all thirty seven of those pouring, but we had probably like ten or twelve of them pouring that. Just quite a few. That night. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty the, good. That, yeah. The dose uh, club night it was just the beers one after the other were just great. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Killer night. Okay, recipe. Yes, sir. All right. Let's go. So do you want to do percentages, right? Because that's probably better than... Sure. Um, that's easy, yeah. Whatever you want. Okay. So where are we at? 60% um, pale malt, which is um, two-row, or I mean two-row raw. Um, 27% Maris Otter. Uh, 9% white wheat. And then 2% carapils, dextrin. And then hops... Ready? We got Dr. Rudy is the boiling hop, 60 minute. Um, contributes 9.2% or 9.2 IBUs. 
Galaxy at five minutes, uh, 4.3%, which is one ounce. It was a half ounce Dr. Rudy, one ounce Galaxy, then two ounces of Galaxy and two ounces of Nelson at um, Whirlpool. And that is it. And then that's um, pretty Burton. basic. So you went pretty to waste, you went to waste on the hops. What's the batch size? Uh, batch size was ten gal well twelve gallons because um, we split batched it. Um, we did five and five or six. But and I mean six. the boil hot side was all it was twelve. Yeah, it was all it was twelve. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So all the hops and no dry hop. We didn't go any dry hop on that. But it was all Galaxy, Doctor Rudy, and Nelson. Nine um, percent or, or nine point two IBUs, Doctor Rudy. 4.3 IBUs Galaxy uh, at the five-minute edition, and then the Whirlpool was um, two ounces and two ounces Galaxy and Nelson. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, good hops. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> ferment time like normal, like the burnt nail? Uh, yeah, burnt nail. Uh, let's see. Fermented, I think we knocked out at like 63 and then set the temp at 67. So it, it rised up to that and held it that, then did a 70 diacetyl rest for – Two three days and then cold crashed and that was pretty much it. Yeah, pretty standard hmm. fermentation. Stand, uh, standard ale fermentation. Yeah, standard ale fermentation. Cool. Um, yeah, and then we were gonna dry hop or we were thinking about dry hopping, but it was like you know I don't think it really needs much anything else at this point. Well, yeah, I mean, especially if you're going to style. I mean, it's, yep. it doesn't say that anywhere in the in the thing. I do like the history uh, on it. Uh, brewing records show that the majority of Australian beer brewed in the 19th century was draft triple X. Which gets me uh, excited, but Uh-oh. it, it just means mild, apparently. <laughs> and uh, Porter, ale in bottle was originally developed to compete with imported bottled pale ales from British breweries, such as Bass and W.M. Younger Monk. By the early 20th century, bottled pale ale went out of fashion, and lighter lager beers were in vogue. Hmm, I think it's pretty cool. Many Australian sparkling pales were labeled as ales, but were actually bottom fermented lagers, hmm. with very similar grists to the ales that they have replaced. Coopers of Adelaide, South Australia, is the only surviving brewer producing the sparkling ale style. So they were just taking a, a pale ale recipe and lagering it, and that's, I mean, I guess to, I, I don't know, make it more yeah. drinkable? Because lagers, you could argue, they're kind of a little bit more drinkable. Yeah, it totally reminded me of pale ale. Um, you know, just a really good drinking pale ale. Um, so what did you ferment it at? I'm sorry, you said, but I, I so didn't so attention. knocked out or you know 62 pitched the yeast, um, but then set the the temp at 67, so let it just rise itself up to that. Yeah, okay, so yeah, 62, a little cool, but a little cool to pitch, but I mean it was up to that you know within probably six hours or something like that. That's not bad, man. Yeah, that's not bad. Are you going to enter it next year too? Um, you kind of got to. Yeah, maybe it's a thing now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to do just, a sparkling ale now. You're just right on this thing. It's yeah. it, it's a weird it's a weird name for kind of what it is. I was thinking Fosters at first, but it has nothing to do with Fosters. No, not at all. Right? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Well, that's cool, man. I would wish Fosters, you had would some. Fosters fit into the category with the style. No, it wouldn't. That's yeah. Originally, when I was like researching it i was thinking yeah Foster's, no, no it's not yeah yeah i mean literally just the commercial examples are cooper's and cooper's cooper's original pale ale and cooper's sparkling ale which now that i realize how are they both commercial examples of the style when they literally have two different style designations that's a good question cooper's original pale ale i wonder if it's really just the same beer so brandon brought no they're not okay. brandon brought out a pale ale from cooper's and he brought the sparkling there was okay. definitely a difference there um, I'm trying to remember <laughs> yeah. what the difference was. So, do you think they both fit into the style description? I wonder. Uh, I mean, JP like, that's yeah. what it says. <laughs> I mean, do you, I mean, I don't know. But, but it's it's. Well, I think I, it's interesting I, I, I as to like it. how wide 
the the thing is because <laughs> the overall impression seemed like right. eh, it's a beer and so what, it's highly carbonated. So what makes them do the same? I want to say I, I good what question. Makes what wanna, makes them the same? The yeast? I the don't know. Or the, I want to say the, the pale was a little more balanced towards the malt, where the the sparkling was kind of you know right in the middle. You know, it was malt and hops. Yeah, um, I liked. Hmm. I like the pale personally probably a little better than the the, the sparkling from Cooper's <laughs> when I tried the two. <laughs> All right, um, but you could the, the sparkling was minerally as hell. Yeah, it was definitely really. Yeah, the, the water was, um, and I, I don't know how fresh it was. It came over in an airplane, so that was you know it was real fresh, the best conditions that I could oh, probably receive yeah, it in. Yeah, um, but you know how when was it brewed? I don't remember checking like the bottle date. Or anything like that. Um, well, it'd be upside down anyway, so you would. Be, I can't. The, the toilets go backwards. Yeah. You, you would never know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Brennan. He took. He, he, he didn't bring you steel beer. No, he didn't bring you steel no, beer. No, that's it's a good for sure. Beer. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's interesting that y- you guys kind of made this beer without really having. <laughs> Nothing to go by, yeah. yeah. Other than what we've read well, in the BJCP style guide, which I think is a testament to the well, BJCP uh, you know, style guide. You read the beer first, then you read the style guide. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's yeah, the key yeah. thing here is like, yeah, to see where it matched. You back right? into the well, so Keys brewed the beer. Yeah, um, that's right. I was like, hey, that is probably more in this style guidelines. Then he entered it, and then he was like, all right, now you got to brew a real Australian sparkling ale, and then so we created the, a new recipe through the first round. Is what yeah. you're saying, right? Yeah, so yeah, he yeah. entered in the first round, went through, and he's then he starts puckering. Yeah. It's but like now you know your styles. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. That's right? a, well, he knows you know, one my, style. I know one style. <laughs> yeah. He knew where to put it. Yeah, I got right. My, I got cool. my little certificate that's a he's certified. The, well, there you yeah. He's there on the top is. of his game, the best one in the national competition. Yeah, yeah apparently. You know. the, what yeah. The guy took first didn't make that style. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is uh, that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool, and and uh, very exciting. Yeah. I, I think that's what you have to do when you're when you're homebrew, and we've talked about this before on, on show Tasty, where sometimes you. you it's not what you intend to brew. It's what category it fits best in. Absolutely. And that's the key to winning some of these styles. That Because yeah. as, as I think as we grow the styles and, and, and we have more come out and, and they kind of get more obtuse and, and, I don't know, elongated or whatever, yeah. you can kind of fit a lot of different things within it. most styles. Not most, but there's a yeah. few that kind of can bridge that gap. So yeah, exactly, yeah. And then again, you have again, to play that game. Especially, I noticed in the national competition they've compressed a lot of categories. Yeah, they uh, roll them up. Yep. So now you're, you're, it's almost like a best of show when there's like varying styles being judged. Anybody so who, yeah. Just making a good tasting beer is going to be your best best option just in general. No matter what. No matter what. Anybody who's hyper-competitive Freshest and competes flavors. that level to knows to maximize your entries and say, hey, this could fit into this style, this could fit into that style, and enter them into both, if not you know, all yeah. of them. Yeah, That's absolutely. That's definitely the, the way to, to, to play that game. Uh, well, hey, look, if you're a, a commercial brewer and you're planning on submitting beer to JABF, maybe Australian sparkling ale, maybe uh, Australian pale ale. You never know. Maybe they're the same thing. As you're preparing to uh, preparing your next medal-winning recipe, send some of your finished beers to White Labs for their next big QC day and save on a bundle of analytical services. All you need to do is purchase a big QC day test kit before August 6th and get your samples submitted before August 20th. White Labs will test your big beers for IBUs, alcohol content, calories, attenuation, and more. To learn more about this great cost-saving program, visit whitelabs.com slash bigqcday. Don't worry about what's happening with your beer. Test it. I would have said no it, but, you know, that's just me. Uh, well, Vito, uh, again, man, I'm, I'm I'm disappointed that you don't have any beer, but I trust that it was really good. I'm, I'm also kind of disappointed you didn't wear your medal in. Oh, sorry. 
That's kind of a bummer, dude. I'm still making fun of him. Yeah, that, <laughs> well, I would do, like, but I mean, you do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I might have wore it that night, but that was about it. Yeah. I think I did. Did I see it like BNA 13? Yeah, Warren kissed it. it. No, everybody that won one at BNA 13, he wore it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Whose phone is? Whose phone is? Mike gave me shit. That's me. Sorry. I gave him a little shit there. As, as I, I would have been wearing it if I'd won it. Sorry. Right? Yeah. First, you I would have been mad at me for that. I, I, no. I'm serious. I would have worn it tonight. So, yeah. oh, you? Oh, we're talking about this this medal I got. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, it's a thing. The the first time I won a medal, I wasn't there. So this time I was there. So I got to enjoy. Well, that's a thrill. Man. Right. So I had to live it. How up. was that? Don't get don't. Uh, was everyone booing you? I everyone booed was booing you. me. Yeah. yeah, your whole club was like, "Fuck that guy!" Fuck that guy. He brewed a pale ale. Asshole. No, we were all stoked. Um, it was it was a good time, yeah. How was uh, managing carbonation? Because that, that style definitely needs to be higher carbonated. How did you four bars? No, uh, it was like three point five. Uh, you want it carbonated as yeah. hell, yeah. So the sparkling three point five. The, carbonation the sparkling, yes, definitely. Yeah. Not as clarity, obviously. <laughs> right, there's turbidity, right? Yeah, a little turbidity in there. Three point five because Coors, Coors yeah. Light to eight. Yeah, so, so it, was, it was highly carbonated. Wow! Yeah. And then, but how do you? I mean, how do you how do you bottle it as a home brewer? How do you bottle something that counter pressure filler from more beer, baby? Yeah, <laughs> that's how you did it. It's the only way you do it. Yeah, <laughs> wear okay. safety goggles. Yeah, you wear safety some, goggles. You put, you put a lot bottles. of pressure. So you pop your bottles in the freezer first, right? You got to okay. make them super cold. Colder than the beer. Colder than the beer. I okay. want them freezing where they're about to break. Okay. Um, pull them on out. You know, luckily my wife is a great helper. She grabs the the bottles. Oh, helper! Uh, I, I back like pressure fill them. You know, um, just put a ton of CO two on top of that, and then just slow and long. It takes a little while to fill something that carbonated. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, just cold bottles um, and a lot of pressure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you got the right fill level and uh, yeah, yeah, capped on foam and all that. Yep, capped on foam. Excellent. Yeah, love wow. that counter pressure filler from more beer. Yep. Did you find that the judges' comments were so, helpful or right on? Or? Uh, that's a good question. We don't have the uh, the score sheets back yet, so we do not know uh-huh. as of yet. I, Keith and I talked this morning. Um, he has not received the second round score sheets yet. So okay, they said by the thirteenth. So oh okay, yeah, and I can't wait to see those uh, those tasting notes. Yeah. What about the first round? First round we got, um, it scored a uh, 39 in the first round and a 42 in the second round. Um, wow. God, I do not remember the tasting notes off the top of my head, though. Yeah. yeah. But um, generally, I mean. It went to um, this region. Where did he, he went to Sacramento. He was in Sacramento region. Okay. Um, for right. that beer, yeah. I feel like that's a good, that's a good region. Yeah. This, is what, this is what I try to do whenever I used to enter. Um, but I'm above that now. <laughs> um, you want to join it, Doze? Yeah, yeah I, I, I've never quit Doze, really. All right. But I never paid my... We never quit on you, JB. Thank you. I never paid my dues because I was just working at more beer. It was just that was yeah, a thing, was right? part of it, yeah. Um, but anyway, um, is to, to find a region that, that either... That doesn't really know a whole lot. It, 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 it kind of, it kind of plays both sides, right? Like, I feel like the Sacramento region doesn't know shit about British-style ales or Australian sparkling ale. So it'd be like, oh, I don't know. And then they, I, think, I feel like they would read the guidelines a little more closely. They should, yeah. Um, versus if you... judging something you don't know about, right? Yeah, or like yeah. if you send like an IPA to any region in the West Coast at all, yeah. I feel like everyone's just a smartass and they think they know what the style's about. So they go, oh, well, there's a... Here's a 25-year. Fuck that shit. And really, it's not. Yeah, no, no, that, that's yeah. me. Yeah, no, it's it's just, so just to to kind of go off that on the region whole thing. So 
our club, we sent to all 12 regions. We had, God, I don't know how many. We had 37 beers go on, but we sent to every single region. So we really got a good idea of regional tastes mm. and, you know, how uh, what their scoring is like. So it was, it was cool to look at the data that came back from uh, from this year's first round. Are you so guys analyzing it and going to release it? We are analyzing it. Like, it. We've got never, some, uh, never in, in this sub-region yeah. right here, the sub-Michigan region, never do it. We've got some great uh, members of the club that are that are doing exactly that and gearing up for next year. <laughs> of course you yeah. do. Yeah, we're, nerds. We're coming for you, yes. Quaff. Yeah. Every, every club needs nerds, man, especially yeah. data nerds like that. We definitely got some nerds. All right. Uh, I we're got gonna... a 20-sided die in my back pocket. <laughs> I am a 20-sided die. Uh, <clears throat> let me see. We're going to take a break here real fast. But before we do, Neshaminy Creek, everybody, has been on the Philly beer map since 2012. They just recently took home their fourth Philly Beer Scene Magazine Award for Brewery of the Year, Brewer of the Year, excuse me, and third for Brewery of the Year. Two-time GABF Vienna Style Lager Medal winner, 2013 gold and 2016 bronze, and also a bronze for their smoked lager in 2016. They have a large expanded and recently renovated tap room with 24 beers on tap, 18 of which are rotated and seasonal limited beers. They have a variety of styles, which I love, from hoppy double IPAs to sessionable and poundable lagers to oak-fermented saisons and sour beers. Check them out, NeshaminyCreekBrewing.com. Whenever you're in Philly, Go to Chamonix Creek. Jeremy over there will greet you with open arms and probably a hug, maybe a, a little bit longer of a hug than is necessary. Uh, but that's how they do them, John's over in Philly. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to drink Sean's barley wine and talk about American barley wine with the bronze medal winner, NHC. Hang on. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and a home brewer's answer book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the brewingnetwork.com. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack 
stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new Brew Easy. This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to the session on the Brewing Network. Hey, everybody. About to get into some American barley wine, but of course, I want to tell you guys about cool sponsor branding brews you sweat and toil over creating exceptional beer but the craft brew creative will assure that your branding reflects the outstanding craft they take the time to understand your vision through a straightforward and results driven process the result is something tangible that will make you proud of your brewery brand and feel confident in your market logo design branding strategy websites labels and tap handles are just a few services craft brew collective creative excels in because of Craft Brew Creative's great relationship with the Brewing Network, they will offer 15% off of your first design or branding project, good for up to 300 bucks in savings. Go to craftbrewcreative.com for details and mention the Brewing Network for your savings. Craftbrewcreative.com. Elevate your craft brand. Bev, it's always nice to see you because or it's always nice to see you when you have a, a handful of beer and glasses. I appreciate that a lot. And she she said I was welcome. I like that. Thank you, Beverly. Uh, okay, we have a caller on the line. Someone who's desperately been trying to get a hold of everybody. And uh, he's been on the show a couple of times before, and you've definitely seen him at every Spring Brews Fest uh, that we've ever done in our entire lives. And let's see if he picks up the phone. And he's not going to pick up the phone. Paul Brown. There he is. Oh, Paul Brown. Hello. Hey, how's it going, dude? Paul. Hello there. Hi. Yes. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, I'm good man. I'm good. We're just uh, chatting with Vito and Sean, and apparently been blowing Vito's spot up. And so, uh, you know, uh, and our phones don't work, I guess. This is JP, by the way, in case you didn't know. Maybe. Um, I guess yeah. our phones don't work. And so, beer is not answering. It's not answering. So, no. well, no, it's like... It's disconnected. It's disconnected. It's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Got to pay the bills. Oh, that's a stack right. of bills over there. I bet yeah. it's yeah. one of those. <laughs> so, Begbo gave me your phone number, and uh, I called you up and uh, said hi, my friend. That's good. Yeah. That is good. San Diego. I wish I was uh, up there, maybe. You know. San Diego? What are you doing out there? Going to tiki bars? Man, yeah. there's, ton- there's tons of tiki bars down there, bro. From Portland to San Diego? You got too much free time, bro. Can't go wrong. Yeah, what are you, retired? He's semi-retired. Half, half semi. Half, half, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's got some deal. Of, well, you can explain it, whatever. It's a, Man, do yourself a favor. You know, Don't go to any brewery down there. Just go to tiki bars. Tiki bad, bars. Man. Yeah, just do that. I'm sitting in the, in the backyard of my daughter's and husband's house. It looks like a tiki bar. There's a pool there, oh. right? There's a pool. Hell yeah! Um, well, so why were you trying That's to great. get? Why were you trying to get on, man? Didn't you win some? Did you win an award? You didn't win an award. Did you win an award? Second place. What for? What? 
International Dark Lager. International. What's an international? First of all, congratulations. That's cool. What's Ooh. an international dark lager? You know, kind of like Dos Equis Dark. Oh. Of. Only well, better, you know. <laughs> only better. <laughs> what are the classic examples for that style? Is Dos Equis, uh... International Dark Lager. Yeah, is Dos Equis like the John? You mean I got to look up the... No, no, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You don't have to do a, you don't doing, have to do a goddamn thing, that. Paul. Uh, Paul, what kind, of, what kind of score did you get in the first round? Uh, how many points did they rate your beer? Uh, 42. Very nice. First round. First round. Nice. Jeez. What did you get in the second? Well, they got... Well, they got I don't know yet. You don't even know the Vino knows his score. You, you can get your score sheets, uh, or not your score sheets, but you can know your final score. You just got to put... Uh, what is it? Slash final all capitals, um, oh. and you could you could look at your score. Insider, I did not know that. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I feel like we're going to be at the library. Like everyone's waiting to use the computer. Hey, hey Paul. Those guys, oh, fun fact: you Paul, can find guys, it the night before. Yeah, Paul. Those guys who gave you the forty-two. What did they say about your your beer? What did they like about? It? They. They would drink a, a pint of it. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Uh, commercial examples of international dark lager are Baltica Number no. Four Original, uh, Devil's Backbone, Old Virginia Dark, which is not an attractive name, uh, Dixie Black and Voodoo, um, which has been around forever, uh, Saint Pauli Girl, Saint Pauli Girl Dark, this one jam, <laughs> San Miguel Dark, Session Black Dark Lager, and Shinerbach. 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 That's the last one. Usually the one at the end is at least. Classic example, right? Less flavor, Unless, uh, yeah, less flavor and richness than a Munich Dunkel, Schwarzbier, or other dark lagers. Frequently uses adjuncts as typical for other international lagers. Paul, did, did have adjuncts. Yeah. yeah, all right. Paul, did your beer taste like any of those listed? Is it more like uh, Scheinerbach or is it more like St. Paul Grill Dark? I, it probably tastes better, you know. Cause, I mean, what? <laughs> well, because <laughs> I made it in its homebrew. That's right. No, but like, is, is it? <laughs> were you why why that style? Uh, just while we have you, were you trying to peg That's one of those classic beers, or you just like the idea? Do you, do you go through the our, the guidelines? Our club is going through like brew something you don't normally brew, brew something that not everybody enters. Hmm. So it's like, okay, I could I could do this one. It's the first time I brewed this style, so, you know. Excellent. Oh, Excellent. and you want to sell? Wow. Are you going to keep brewing it? Is this now going to be your, your pocket beer, like Vito with his <laughs> Australian sparkling ale? Like he's going to be the, you're going to be the master that's his, of That's the, his pocket beer now? Yeah. That's, he's, he's the I don't expert. Know, that's what JP's in. He's the expert in 12B, and you're the expert in 2C. <laughs> it's just that's what you guys are going to be known for. Yeah, I was the expert in, like, 1A, but they changed. Cream ale. They put, they put cream ale. In another category. Hmm. That's right. You had you. So uh, did you, you? I know you went. You won in the first round with your cream ale. Paul's did you ever win in the second round? Yeah, you did. Okay, cool. I've never won. This is my first medal. Oh, it is first medal at all. Oh. Oh wow. Well, yeah. hey, congrats, it's man. Like, after after getting you know, like in the second round, like eight years, ten years, whatever. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. finally, finally, I get a medal. <laughs> so you're saying there's hope for me because I can't I can't clear the second round to save my fucking life, man. It's tough. It is tough, it man. Is tough. Congratulations! One Paul. day I'll walk that stage like you guys did. You get the award Maybe. for perseverance. I got. That was pretty good. Paul. I mean, I I told my wife Denise, it's like 
I, I just got to win a medal, and then I'm done with competing. You're not oh, done. And then I win no, a medal. No, 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 you're not done. <laughs> now you're really retiring. Like, oh, wait. You need I need hobby. the gold. I need the gold oh. medal. <laughs> the book is set. And, we, and you, we need to get Club of the Year in Rhode Island. You, you told Denise, you're like, oh, no, no, I said I said gold medal. I didn't just say any arbitrary <laughs> medal. Paul, do you Jeez. remember how many bears were in your category that you competed against, just roughly? Or, you remember when they... Uh, like 190... Right, so, you, so you were uh, second place in 190 beers. I mean, that's pretty good, dude. Those other, those other 187 guys go like, "Fuck that!" I'll take a second in India. Thank you. I mean, what, I, I, to me, those last three spots are just to me all the same. And it's a shame that yeah. in, the, in the competition, for instance, they weigh those so heavily, and really they're just like fine definitions of what the cream looks like. You know? Yeah. So, you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't like the scoring mechanism. <laughs> I don't like it either. I don't either. God damn it. It's the best we got. Finishing finishing in fourth place after all these years. What if they change the format? So, like, this club advances, like, five years, you know, the second round. This one it does two, this one does one. And they have one more bottle. And then they go to, like, a best of show kind of format. Where like, electoral college for, uh, yeah, for yeah, clubs? Exactly. Like, <laughs> <don't have> <laughs> Whatever. I'm just saying that it's... Uh, and then the membership size has a whole other dimension. To All right, Paul. Well, hey, we'll let you go. Um, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I would never lead you astray. Tiki bars over breweries any day. You've had, you've had plenty Tiki of bar? beer. You've had plenty of beer. <laughs> I'm having some now, so, you know. What are you, what are you drinking, Paul? An IPA? Um, yes. Are you having, but he's the, having some of his beer, his winning beer. I have. Oh, see, Vito, he has his winning beer. You have a woman on your lap. What Wait, are you doing? Did, we didn't pour it at club night? I had only bottles left. I have like uh, four bottles. I brought right. one down here. Well, enjoy your time, uh, homie, and we'll see you, uh, I don't know, whatever event we do next. Well, I'm. I'm off a lot, so maybe I'll come by. <laughs> Please do. You're always welcome. All right, Paul Brown. Thanks, dude. And congrats right. on your on your medal, man. Care, if, guys. if you were in town, you would have been you. on the show too. I would be. You'd have brought that dark light. Nice down here. <laughs> have fun. Say hi to Denise. All right, dude. All right. Later, man. Bye. See you, Paul. Bye. I like Paul. Paul's good a good dude, dude man. Paul's He's super nice. Awesome. Denise is super nice. Man, they, I tell you, Denise has, like, some Etsy shop or whatever, and she makes, like, burp cloths, and she makes all this stuff. They gave me so many burp cloths. They're the best burp cloths really? for That's this awesome. child I've That's ever cool. experienced. Like, we have, like, tons of them, and the ones that she made are the only ones that we go for. Hmm. Anyway. All right, Sean. Sir. Let's talk about American barley wine. Let's do it. Uh, first of all, how long have you been? I feel like this is, like, a Dr. Homebrew crossover. Yeah, whatever. How long have you been homebrewing, well. sir? <laughs> Uh, let's see, probably like six or seven years, but first few years were, I mean, I probably brewed like two or three batches a year, so it okay. counts, but yeah, a little more serious than the last like four. What so. happened? Did you have a kid? Get yeah, married? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I need an escape. Uh, anything to get out the I'm in the garage! <laughs> it's my time! It's a serious business. Yeah. yeah. I have friends! It's a home, yeah, it's a home hobby. You, you wouldn't to... understand it! Exactly. Something like that. But, uh, Yeah. Then they got more into it, so um, okay. didn't compete all that much, but getting a little more into that now, and um, yeah, I was having fun with it, man. Cool, that's good, man. You got it. You got to have fun with it, especially uh, a hobby like homebrewing. 
Oh, he didn't have to come in. I didn't want you to like strong arm him, Bevo. Oh, well, I did. Matt Sanger, everybody, how you doing, buddy? Here, get on the get on the John. We're uh, we brought. Our, I saw Matt come in. I was like, hey, Bev, why don't you uh, see if Matt wants to come on? Matt, uh, home brewer and uh, um, a craft brewer for Danville Brewing Company. Greetings. Hi, <laughs> greetings, <laughs> greetings, <laughs> Earthling, and uh, um, not. Not too well known yet, but uh, uh, Matt is going to be one of the reoccurring judges on Doctor Homebrew. Moving forward, uh, yeah, yeah, you are. Keith is uh, unfortunately moving to Oklahoma, so it's going to be Brian and I. We're going to bring in some alternating judges, and um, Matt said that he would be willing to come in and be an alternate. Yeah, looking forward to it. I appreciate like, it, man. I appreciate it. So, well, this is perfect. We're doing a version of that show right now. Yeah. So you'll just kind of be like a drummer. This is exactly what it is. So I saw him. I was like, well, this is going to be great. Get him some mic time. Yeah. Well, it'll be it'll be a good time. So we're talking to, um, cool. American Let's Barley Wine. Cool. Yeah. How do, you, how do you feel about that? First of all, we had Paul Brown on just now. Okay. And I told him, and I want you to back me up on this. I said, don't go to a single brewery down there. Go to all the tiki bars. In San- oh, He's ab- in San Diego. Absolutely. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Absolutely, Thank you very much. Yeah, get that mic a little closer to you. I agree with you there guys. You the yeah, tea bars are freaking awesome. There you go. But yeah. I like beer. Yeah. I drank yeah. Vito to a but tiki yeah. bar in Matt Portland. took me to, uh, what was it? Holly Pele. Holly yep. Pele was yeah. fucking awesome. Man. That's yeah. a good place. <laughs> and Martin had better pay me for this, man. I keep I keep plugging his, his spot. and uh, yeah, it's It good. was nice like. to take a break from beers. It, then that's really I'll what it is, I'll give you guys man. that. It's just, you're just taking a break. That's all. It was fucking... From yeah. beers to overly sweet. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> uh, how many flaming drink. drinks yeah. was that? Dude, uh, how about Flaming fl- Mo? It's awesome. Yeah. He should make a Flaming Mo. Anyway, uh, so why barley wine, man? Um, just because? You want to get hammered? Just because, yeah. I mean, Bigfoot fan. I'm sure a lot of people like Bigfoot. That's how they got introduced to it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to try mess around with something a little bit bigger and... Uh, Always liked the style, so I thought I'd just take a run at it. And um, I uh, pilfered a recipe from a guy named Gordon Strong. I don't know. Never heard of that. Never heard of that. Look at that with it. Hack. Suspect, I know. He sounds really handsome, though, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just took a run at it. Thought, you know. Should be fun. So it turned out. What can I say? And you, you have you ever made um, a barley wine before? Was this your first 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 try it? First really? Yeah. God damn, man. What's with you guys? Paul, Vito, you, first time making beer, you metal. You make it sound real easy. It is easy. <laughs> I, I said, yeah. <laughs> Just make a great tasting beer. I mean, how much recipe? Well, that's recipe, easier said than done, the, right? How much is, what, do you, what percent of making a good beer is recipe? And what percent is like everything else? Like Process, definitely. The, the right. Percentage is controlling that the temperatures on the hot side and the temperatures on the cold side. And your packaging, your cellaring, your timing, your presentation it's most all the rest of the stuff that are you pay attention to it you, you can make good beer right yeah. well yeah but it's but it's i, I mean i i speak for like the 98 percent of, of homebrewers out there that think they do pay attention to that or or in fact do but there's there's that missing ingredient there's that missing element and that's and that's where the recipe i think comes in you can be clean and you can do like i know with my own like oatmeal stout which i'm realizing is not a stout and i'm going to stop trying to make it happen it's just a porter um i i i'm never going to get into the second round ra- or never going to so, win a medal i can get in the second round with it but i'm never going to do it because my recipe isn't isn't there but everything's clean you think it's the recipe i do i really think it's the recipe so 
what what about spiking it with something and doing like spice or vegetable or something like that? Um, yeah, I've thought because about doing like nib. I've, I've done nib yeah. before, but I just lately I just haven't. My stout recipe is very much like a porter too. Yeah, and you know I do better in those categories when I split the batch and add something to it. So mm. something for you to think about. Well, no, if, if you make I make a beer and it's not what I want, I taste it and or have other people taste have better taste than I do. And, make I, it again? and then I adjust it and make, make it, it again. Yeah. The whole, whole trick is to be able to make the same process. Same cooperage, same sort of thing that makes so you know what the rest of it is. The cleaner your process is after you've made the wort, the yeah. better you can pick apart where you need to change yeah. the recipe. So right. JP needs to mm. change his recipe is what we're saying. Because <laughs> he's not in I the do. style guidelines. But if you like that beer, I don't know. Well, okay. that's that's what I've like wrestled with, right? It's I'm, I'm brewing what I like, and then if it wins, it wins. But then I get really depressed when it does. Not really depressed, but I get pissed when it doesn't win. I turn table. That's why they don't do the banquet anymore. Because I, fl- <laughs> I flip a fucking table. I go, fuck that shit! And I flip a table. Um, I just crawl into a closet. And yeah, I'm more in a closet, fetal position <laughs> myself. Yeah. Uh, I just get on the table in fetal position that's just what but actually matt you you bring up an interesting point of view on that is is if if you're not clean and you and you have some some off flavors it's not enough to get rid of them i think i'm paraphrasing or expanding or one of the two um but they are getting in the way of the flavors that are from your recipe right and so if if you're not clean cold side you're not going to be able to determine what you need to change because you have some weird stuff going on. Yeah, you've got diacetyl or acetaldehyde or whatever, yeah. yeah. And repeatability, of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's everything. Is someone's phone on? Not mine. I turned it off. Tasty? We're good. Sure? Okay. Sounds weird. Sounds like a children's show. What is that? It's your phone. It is. It's a pop-up. You're on Pornhub, and you're trying to, like, <laughs> that stupid, like, once you hit the next page yeah. and the pop-up comes up, and, Ugh. you know, find horny singles in your area. <laughs> Tasty's this? like, I know them all. It's fine. I got them in my contacts list. I guess what I hadn't had found before. I, I bookmarked that real quick. <laughs> yeah. New ones. New alert. No, it's still, still going. Why did it power it off my phone? There it goes. <laughs> Don't kill me. I'm a sentient being in your pocket. <laughs> Mind of itself. <laughs> so, uh, so your first, your first uh, try at the barley wine. Uh, did you bring it to the club meeting, and were people like, "Hey, you really need to enter this," or were you brewing it to actually enter into into the? I wasn't thinking about scene. competition at the time. So, yeah, this I brewed this, and then I didn't have a good place to to. Uh, I didn't want to bottle it right away because I wanted to um, to uh, force carb it. Okay. So I just left it in the keg and literally just stuck it in the back of my fridge for like a year. And I'm thinking, okay. what am I going to do with this thing? I didn't have a good place to like, that was a good cellar temperature. So I figured, all right, I'm just going to stick it in the back of the fridge and think about what I want to do. Forgot about it for a year. And then about um, yeah, a year after I bottled it up, and then I stuck it, found out my crawl space is actually a pretty good cellar temperature. So I bottled it up, stuck it under there. Six months later, uh, cracked it open and started trying it and... It's pretty good. So okay. I said, all right, this is going to NHC, and we're going to see what happens. So, nice. Did yeah. you bring it to the club and get any feedback at all, or you just yeah, said, forget those dudes? Yeah, <laughs> I did. And then um, I think what happened was I, I took it in right after I had uh, I'd bottled it. Mm-hmm. So it had been so cold, you know, conditioning, you know, bulk aging in the in the keg. I don't think it developed much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, once I bottled it, I took it in, and it was still it – was, it was pretty sharp on the bitterness. Mm-hmm. Um, alcohol wasn't, like, hot, but it was still a little bit forward. Um, but, I mean, even six months made a difference. So mm-hmm. once, I, once I sat on it for six months in the bottles and I was 
thinking, you know, it's it's definitely worthy of submission. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So yeah. it's a, what, a year and a half old? This is a year and a half old. Yeah. Okay. So I guess when I entered it, it was more like, you know, I, 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 I could kind of see where it was going. I was like, all right, this thing's going to be all right. Yeah, and, and that's what and that's what I'm getting at is is especially for um, a style like American barley wine, which is supposed to be hop forward but not hot alcohol. I think you can have some alcohol warmness, which mm-hmm. of course it's it's what it is. It's a barley wine, um, but how do you gauge that timeline? You know what I mean? Is by, is, by is, is a mostly, year? Yeah, yeah but yeah, but but you want it. But like, let's say you want to enter it in NHC, which I think what first round is like March. When do you when do you brew a beer like this? I when mean, would you like, brew a beer like this? Uh, yeah, you're not July. You eat barley wines in July. Yeah, for the next spring's competition. Yeah, yeah, like like you said, you're not even thinking about competition when you're brewing a beer like this. Yeah, I mean, for it American could be, barley wine for sure. Right. You're English, just, you could probably get away with. You're yeah, just brewing it to brew six it. Months. I brewed yeah. it to brew it, brew it, and uh, when I got to you know, you know, a year and four months or whenever I submitted it, I was I was just thinking it's good enough to submit, but is it going to get better in a year? It might. Is it when's it going to hit peak? I have no idea. That's okay. one of the fun things about these beers. You know? Some, sometimes it's a happy accident. You know, you're you're digging through your fridge and you see these bottles, totally. and yeah. you pop one open and, and this is this is an old beer, but it's great. I'm gonna enter this <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because yeah. it does say in the guidelines, noticeable alcohol presence, but well integrated, and and that's I think the key. It, 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 it can't stand out. It can't be too hot. It has to be, you know. Merged in the beer in the other flavors. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I paid really close attention to the ferment on this one um, for that reason because I just you know everyone says number one flaw barley wine is is pretty much hot alcohol. You know if you don't if you don't have the right pitch if you don't have the temp- good temperature control all that stuff mm-hmm. you're toast. You're not you know you're it's over before it starts. So. <laughs> I was uh, I was really careful about that. I think I ran this thing it was like sixty four degrees, so pretty cool. Okay, and kept it cool for uh, a couple weeks before I let it ramp. And um, I think that's that's what helped me out big time on the uh, on the alcohol because it's I think it's there, but it's not. It doesn't punch you in the face. What yeah. About, what about pitching rate and, and oxygenation? Did you oxygenate just once, or did you, did you do it a second time? Yeah, that was the other part of it. Um, so I didn't have a uh, a liquid yeast that I could. I didn't have a a, a flask I could build up to a, a really huge oh, starter okay. with liquid. So I went with um, just USO five, and I did okay. three oh, packs. Wow. Um, wow. And uh, you know, depending on the math and and who you listen to about how many viable cells are in a pack of USO five, it seems to vary a little bit. Yeah, uh, but I felt that I was pretty safe with that, and um, and then I did auctionate the hell out of it. So I gave it, I gave it ninety seconds when I pitched, um, and then uh, twelve hours later I gave it another sixty seconds cool. of, of oxygen, and uh, I staggered think, that. Yeah, okay. I think you know, and everything was just as it was getting rolling. You could tell that you know. I built an army, and uh, <laughs> they were ready to do the job. So. It was going well. Yeah. Okay. So the, the ferment kicked off pretty aggressively. And, uh, yeah, and it you know it wasn't quick, obviously, because okay. you know the dry, the dry yeast tends to take a you know good yeah. twenty four hours ish, sure. at least in my experience. Uh-huh. But uh, once it got going, it you know got a nice big crowsing on it, but not crazy. It wasn't blowing off. Like wasn't that. blowing off. Yes. Uh, I think that's part of you know keeping a lower yeah. temperature. Yeah. yeah. And, what, um, what was your OG? Uh, so this one was eleven ten. Wow. Um, so yeah, I was up there. And um, did you say you didn't make a starter? 
No, not on the dry. You say, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't that doesn't that. sound like anything I would want to enter in NHC. Like, I, if, in my mind, I would already have gone, well, this is going to be a good beer for me to make or for, for me to drink at home, but it's not going to be competition worthy. Did you feel that way? Were you concerned? Just because it was dry? Just, no, not just because it was dry because I didn't make a starter, and I've always heard that, like, you, no matter what, make a starter, especially with the barley wine. With the barley wine, you need to make a giant, fuck, like, a, just a yeah, ripper. Yeah, like a five liter. I, like, yeah. I didn't have a flask. It was gigantic, so I was like... Like, in right. my mind, I wouldn't have even done it. I wouldn't have even made the, the, the stupid thing, but... But you went ahead and did it. Were you were you concerned at all about that? Or I was just thinking just... I was going to get the cell count with the amount of packs I was pitching. Right? You know, like, so, okay. like, you know two packs. years ago, I had the same reaction you're having, Jimmy. Yeah. But what, I, I, what I'm paying more attention to dry yeast and the success people are having, mm-hmm. I've, I've switched. I'm kind of like going like, wow, that's interesting. People are sleeping I'm on I'm surprised, dry but not that surprised that mm-hmm. you got a good permit out of that sort of thing. And never make a decision until you have all the answers. You know what? Mm-hmm. Don't – Going into it, if you didn't want to enter it, but then if you taste it, you're like, that I'm going to enter, right? You know, yeah. so whatever, set yourself up for that and out then, the gate. Yeah, and then of course, the, that, that beer is not a yeast driven beer. It doesn't need to have any yeast character. So sure. As long as the O5 or the, you know, the, can like grind through it and, get, and bring it down to a reasonable terminal gravity. Mm-hmm. You're good How long did that go. take to get down? Uh, so it was probably at, uh, at the final gravity, which was, uh, let's see, uh, it got all the way down to 1022. Huh. So um, that was 80%. Apparent attenuation for that yeast, wow. which is solid for I think for a, a, a gravity that starts that high. So, yeah, that's great. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. wow. I held up to the alcohol. Yeah, yeah. and we had that. See, it was probably about eight days, I think, and it was at terminal, and then I just let it hang out for I think like a full three weeks because I just didn't want to didn't want to <laughs> rush it. Didn't yeah. Wanna, yeah, I was like just as much time as you need. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, worked out. So. I'm reading the. Um, Style guidelines, and, and I, I do like the history sections as we did with the um, Australian uh, sparkling ale, but it says... Um, it's like Dr. Humber? <laughs> well, no, this oh, is no, better than Dr. Humber. I, I don't know. I don't listen to <laughs> Well, you should. I it's should. really important radio. Uh, one of the first American craft beer versions was Anchor Old Foghorn, first brewed in 1975. Sierra Nevada Bigfoot, first brewed in 1983, set the standard for the hop forward style of today. The story goes that when Sierra Nevada first sent Bigfoot out for lab analysis, the lab called and said, quote, your barley wine is too bitter. To which Sierra Nevada replied, thank you. <laughs> <Cheers>. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. Commercial examples, Avery Hog Heaven Barley Wine, Anchor Old Foghorn, Great Divide, Old Ruffian, uh, which I've never heard of, Rogue Old Crustacean. I love Old Crusty. Man, that beer is so good. Sierra Nevada Bigfoot and Victory Old Horizontal. (laughs) Sounds like Bev. Um, So rude. (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) I I should have said Sam, and that probably would have been less weird. Right. (laughs) Old Horizontal. (laughs) Here's Old Horizontal going. Uh, Well, I'm going to taste this beer now. Me too. It smells great. It, it smells like an American barley wine, but it smells like an aged version of American barley wine. It smells like a like a Bigfoot, like fifteen or something like that, where the the malt has kind of I don't want to say oxidized in a bad way, but kind of oxidized a little bit. But the it, hops it, have kind of subdued, but there's still all that pine kind of coming through. It doesn't have that that port prune thing that sometimes right. old ales, aged old ales, can get. Yeah, I'm real interested to see how it's going to develop. How much of this do you have left? I have, let's see, like 18, 12-ounce bottles. Okay. So, How so, long are you going to try to keep it? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, what do I do I submit 
You try to defend I, next it, year, or right. you should wait a year before you defend. I don't know. Defend. I'll have to taste it. Defend. Yeah, I, I mean, well, I, the tasting bottles are important. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're gonna and like if you keep it for three years, that's three bottles you got to taste. I mean, now you're down to fifteen, mm-hmm. and the competition, like one round's like. Yeah, but NHC is the one you want to enter. Who yeah, cares about I, State I, Fair? I, I, well, I guess you do get the bear statue. Do you still get, you get the, the bear statue? Bear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a golden bear. Oh, see, look at that guy. I thought it was a Firestone Walker, Pat. We, like, we kind of copied him. Oh, okay. Well, fuck it. <laughs> Inspired by it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, that's, there's always that question, though. You know, do I keep entering this in a competition, right. or do I actually sit down and enjoy it? Drink it, yeah. <laughs> what what I you know I intended to brew this beer so I could enjoy it, and right. now I've shifted all off to all the points you know all four corners of the world for Which competition. Is kind of what home brewing really is, you know what I mean? You're technically brewing so you can enjoy it, but then you find out there's competitions. Forget about it. It's a whole right. new. Uh, you 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 mentioned something tasting. I don't know if you if you meant to say this, but tasting bottles. Yeah, yeah. You keep, what so, do you mean so, well, by like, tasting instance, bottles? Like, when you come back with your metal around your neck, what well, would be more fun than to take one, one of your bottles out and then, like pour it out and like, you know, a friend or wife or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And like you know, celebrate the victory. Yeah, like, there goes the bottle. Yeah. And then, so now you're trying to age a beer, right? Well, that means if you want to you know age a beer and then pop it at the right time, uh, you got to have at least like you know four bottles because you you know in a year you taste it. If you don't, I got to wait another year. Pretty, five. Soon, pretty soon, you're going to no bottles. You're just tasting the beer. Five mm-hmm. for nationals, right? Because it's two for the first round, yeah. three for the second, and then you're tasting beer. So you want to have six sitting around, right? Yeah, so <laughs> you're, you're, you're almost just for nationals. Just for nationals. You want to defend. You don't have to defend. I always like to have a bottle that I that I drink on the day of the of the judging. So I oh, get so a taste right. of, yes. of what the judges are are. Same yeah, yeah, I think with this one, I'll, I'll definitely be drinking one with the taste, you know, the notes I get back because we, have, we haven't seen oh, those yet. Good. But I definitely want to see, kind of compare, you know, what do I taste? What do they taste? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All good. that That's stuff. Great. So, well, and so I, I, I thought what you're getting at is is bottling small, like the four-ounce bottles oh, to have smaller bottles, like as, as literal tasting bottles. So uh-huh. you don't pop 12 ounces. You pop uh-huh. a little four-ounce, John. And uh, no, and then you get the same you get the same thing. No, right? It's the same thing. That's a good strategy. Idea. If you're yeah. you know, if you're going to make up beer like that, you're going to age. Yeah, get some nips and uh, you know do some seven ounces. Yeah, it'd be great. That's and, a great uh, idea. We, and they take the sediment really well too. You know, with the punt that. and yeah, the, the thing yeah. or whatever, which I always think is a bad word. Yeah, because it's not punting the football. It's you're calling something a literal punt, and then it just it sounds like icky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like oh, that's uh, thank you for calling me a punt. That's a good idea. Don't you feel bad about drinking twelve ounces of beer just to see how it's doing? This beer is really good, man. Mm. Thanks, man. It's it's uh, hop forward, but not too hop forward. It's a little citrusy, but a lot of pine and um, the malt is. Dare I say decadent. Ooh. Ooh. Wow, you're going to do so good on Dr. Homebrew. Yeah, that's <laughs> just fitting right in. Well, look at this kid. Yeah. No, just uh, real nice caramel, but yeah. very, very well balanced. Yeah, and not super sweet, not super heavy. It, it, I, I almost want to say, this is going to sound shitty, thin. Mm. I don't mean thin, but I almost want to say thin where it, it doesn't, it doesn't, what sits around in your mouth is a little bit of the caramel, but mainly for me, bitterness. It's not like just kind of all of the malt flavor weighing heavily on your tongue like a lot of oh, no, barley wines. It, it cleans up really well. It's, it's not cloyingly sweet. No. Yeah, it's, there's not a lot of there's a lot of body, but there's not a lot of 
body. You see what I'm saying? Well, I'm terrible at Dr. Homebrew, so this is <laughs> why I don't fill up fucking score sheets, because I'm terrible it's, it's at it. It's appropriately sweet. I mean, that means the hops are really up. Yeah, but, it, but it, and, and it's clean at the end. It doesn't it doesn't hang on. It's not heavy. It's it's a little mm-hmm. bit lighter than what I would expect from an American barley wine. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Maybe that's why I only went bronze. I've had other ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think... I, I mean, getting the gravity lower was... I was completely paranoid about that. Like, I wanted yeah. to make sure it finished reasonably low because i've heard you know other people that are finishing in the in the high 30s and saying mm. that that's pro- yeah I, I just have a tough time thinking that that's going to be a good finish on the beer so yeah. I, yeah. as the hops drop out over time that monom- exactly yeah is show up exactly so i was uh that was my goal was to make sure it fermented as far down as it naturally wanted to ferment uh and so give it all the tools it needed to do that and uh I think that succeeded, so that was good. Absolutely. No, it's a, it's a great beer. You want to um, give us your recipe, if you wouldn't mind? Uh, I could certainly do that. <clears throat> That'd be cool. I thought you'd put your old man glasses on. I was like, oh, no, oh, here I we go. I have those, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. The wheels came off at 40. I don't know what happened. Uh, yeah, my wheels came off at 25. <laughs> Started going bald. Uh, yeah, yeah, so a little bit. Started getting handsome. Is that what happened? All right. Uh, <laughs> So it's a Gordon Strong recipe, so, uh, you know, it's complicated, but here we go. Um, so we'll do percentages. So uh, 58% uh, two-row, uh, 31% Maris Otter, uh, 2% Caribbean, 2% C40, 1% C70, uh, 1% C120, 1% Special B, and... I love Special B. Yeah, not bad, right? Uh, and then a pound of wildflower honey at Flame Out. Mm. Mm. So, is anybody else getting the honey? No. No. What, well, I don't get it. Well, now that you told me. Totally get it now. What percent of the extract was the uh, Was the honey? Good question. Uh, about four and a half percent. Wow. Uh, so that's what? You got it in 05, you said? What's that? What was the finishing gravity? 22. Uh, 22. Yeah, 22. Okay. Well, can you imagine if you got down to 05 with this? Jesus oh, Christ. Fuel. Yeah. yeah. 22. Your tongue would just implode. You're just taking <laughs> shots of it. <laughs> yeah. So adjuncts are, are okay in a barley wine? I'm, I always considered barley Let's find to, be, out. to be an all-malt beer. Yeah, True. I don't know. Uh, I've never... That's Gordon Strong. Yeah. He wrote the damn guidelines. That's what I'm saying. I think yeah. this is like a learning moment here. Yeah. yeah. I do kind um, of taste... The honey. Oh, well, now you mentioned it. Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Floral. Maybe it's that flo- a little yeah. bit of like I've had uh, other people warm. taste it and, say, and, and call it out before I even mentioned it. Yeah. So. Wow. That's. Um, I would have done uh, that. Yeah. We would do that on Dr. Humber. definitely would have done that. Yeah, yeah. We definitely do that on Dr. Humber. Um, I'm not saying seeing anything in the guidelines about for or against adjuncts. I mean, I would imagine because it's, it's a high alcohol, so... You have to get some of that, you know, corn sugar corn or whatever, sugar. right? Yeah. Should I not be syrupy and under attenuated carbonation, maybe low. Yeah, it doesn't really. Generally uses attentive American ale yeast. New world hops are common. Well modified pale malt should form the backbone of the grist. Some specialty or character malts may be used. Dark malts should be used with great restraint, if at all, as most of the color arises from a lengthy boil. What was your boil time? Standard 60 minutes. Nice. Yeah. Not lengthy, but girthy. <laughs> I mean, that's what matters. That's what they say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, got, I guess I guess. Yeah, it doesn't say at all. Character malts. 
I had to had to play into that. Yeah, stuff he said to avoid. You had that were in there. The one, the one, the one, the C one fifty or the one fifty or C one fifty five, whatever. One percent. Yeah, yeah special yeah, B is twenty, and, and yeah, and that's a lot. B I mean, those are small amounts of dark malt, but yeah, they, they a lot of dark malt mm-hmm. together. Yeah, fair amount. Yeah. Well, I think it's great, man. Yeah. Yeah, and the uh, bronze, huh? Yeah, it's pretty good, sorry. man. No, yeah, no, exactly. that's fake. <laughs> Do you know how many people were in your category? Um, I, I believe it was 271 total. Wow. Because it was a, it's what a, are they, yeah. it's American Strong Ale, so it's... Double IPA going there, too? It's du- yeah, double yeah. IPA yeah. goes in there. Oh, oh, really? That's probably yeah. wheat, 80% yeah. of that. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Wheat wine and English barley wine. Wheat wine. Who makes a wheat wine? It's funny. I looked in the uh, in the winners for like I mean, come a couple on. years ago. Yeah. And there were two out of the three winners were wheat wine. I was like, <laughs> what? You don't drink wheat wine? They must have been yeah. great year for wine. I guess so. <laughs> the, I, I, I think that, 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 that people brew a wheat wine, they go through the category and they go, oh, what, what was, uh, how many wheat wines were entered the previous year? Right. No, no one does that. No, <laughs> no one's trying to game this. Like, that's no the only, that's the only reason system. people brew a, a wheat wine. I mean, come on. So one other thing. And I, I'll, I'll take some feedback here. No. We have a 12-hour mash on this beer. Whoa. Overnight that? mash in a cooler. This That's is, stupid. Yep. Oh, why, why so long? That was, the, that was uh, uh, I was a victim of circumstance. Oh, okay. So you, okay. you had to so, leave the mash. You didn't want to do it. Yeah, well. Gordon was, Strong didn't tell you. No, he All did right. not. It's was it on the recipe? He did, no, he did not specifically direct me. Okay. But what what happened was I had um, first of all I was still doing you know mashing in a cooler, and uh, so I was looking at the just the the, uh, the water to grist ratio on this thing and it was nuts right it was just I mean it was oatmeal just completely crazy yeah. thick and so Making I was paranoid bricks. yeah and I was paranoid about the spoon would stand up <laughs> absolutely it would and I was paranoid about conversion so I was thinking all right I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a long long mash on this thing i'm going to do like two three hours yeah and so i put it i mashed in i was like 154 and uh life happened and i was brewing the next morning so okay. i just ran that thing off and i proceeded and uh, so what temperature did, was it when you got back to it? 133 degrees okay and then so you just right you just took it out as is yep. mm. but you sparge were you no sparge. Batch? no sparge no sparge yep hmm. so what i'm thinking is curious about this is is there anything going on in a mash that long that get, would get right on your mic there, that yeah. would allow you to <clears throat> ferment down lower than is you normally would extra conversion or are things breaking down are a little bit more than we down? understand i don't know yeah hmm. well you did a reverse step mash it's like a reverse step. Step. <laughs> yeah. 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 but i mean just because something didn't you, you didn't go it, 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 why, so, why can't it happen? Like, yeah, yeah, it could happen later. I don't know. I mean, it's could've what's the difference? A, as long as you're not denaturing anything, right? right. Would you think you just you'd move through those ranges? Right. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no answers. Here. How? Right. I'm just, don't just speculate. How? But well, that might be this might be new science. It's it may, fun, right? yeah, yeah. Takes you should earn your reputation. Give him an answer right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll make something up. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. It could have like yeah, the whole enzyme profile could be different. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're getting everything, right? Yeah. Alpha and beta. And you, yeah. might get, you might get a little, at those temperatures, you probably got a little acid going in there, too. That's ahead, what Matt. I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, if, when, you're, when, you're starting, when you're starting where you started, uh, you're, you're denaturing 
some enzymes that aren't going to come back for you. So yeah. regardless of, you know, as it slowly... The protein, acid rest, those are as gone. It slow, yeah, as it those. slowly yeah. cools down, you know, okay. you're, you're not going to okay, regain uh, enzymes. Yeah. Okay. Not that there are proteins that are still available sure. to have at low that, temperatures. That, that rest point mm. as you've passed. Yeah, yeah. It kind of, it could, obviously, yeah, there's a sense, yeah, as it goes up, it denatures everything. Mm-hmm. Below it. Right. Yeah. We should call Jamil. We'll call Jamil right now. Absolutely. You Wake him up. Line, right? <laughs> Just, yeah. No, it's the red phone. It's... <laughs> Lift know, up that panel. I know, I know a guy in Europe, but that, that's different times. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean, I think it's a good beer, and I appreciate yeah. you bringing in your 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 sacred bottles. No, uh, no. We have one that is unopened, and I'm sure you should take that, tuck that back in with yeah, its brothers and sisters. Yeah, for sure. We'll, and then we'll if give you, it to the Doze members that showed up. How about oh, that? There you go. All right. Uh, are you going to enter this? Well, I, I know it's it it, it it depends on how it tastes, but are you going to try to enter it as an American Barley Wine next year? Or are you going to go maybe wait and go Old Ale? Or what are your plans for this beer? I mean, we'll have to taste it, right, to see, to see where yeah. it's at. But, I I mean, for for Old Ale, I think we we're way on the hoppy side, mm-hmm. um, and unless it, it settles out big time. Um, and I think we're high on alcohol. This is an 11.6 beer. So I think uh, Old Ale, I don't know where Old Ale Max is out at. Mm. Isn't that odd, though, that, that uh, imper- or double IPA is – are judged in the same category. A little bit. I think so. Yeah. yeah. That is, yeah. I mean, first of all, how would you like to be a judge in that, <laughs> that yeah. panel, you're man? Just murdered. That's Dude, you're yeah. home after that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I couldn't even imagine tw- a flight of 12. Here's four double IPAs, three American barley wines, and the rest are old ales or whatever it is. I don't know. But I, I, would, I would beat my head into the ground with my own shoe. I couldn't do it. Yeah, you don't want more than four or five in that flight, for sure. No. I mean, I'm assuming there's 12. I don't know, because there's 12 in anything, but... Um, Ugh, that's a rough flight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, just so you guys know, the Brewer's Publications, the uh, leading publisher of contemporary and relevant brewing literature for today's craft brewers, home brewers, and beer enthusiasts. They started in 1986 with Greg Noonan's now classic, Brewing Lager Beer, the most comprehensive book for home and microbreweries. That is, uh, it's honestly... Classic. Such a good book. You, if you're brewing, well, if you're brewing lager beer and you're not reading brewing lager beer, you're not brewing lager beer. Today, there are nearly 50 brewers publications, titles, print, and digital, and a beer book to fit most needs. Whether you're just discovering beer or a seasoned professional, Brewers Publications is the go-to choice for authors, brewers, and craft beer aficionados. Browse the complete catalog at brewerspublications.com. What is that beer? Is that your beer, Matt? Mm-hmm. It's kind of full chilling. Yeah. You're right with the barley wine, though, I imagine, right? Yep. All right. We're going to take our last break. We're going to come back. We're going to do some beer news. You guys can hang out if you want, or if you want to go out and drink, that's fine, too. Free beer. So, you know, you can do both. I don't really care. Um, yeah, and then that's it, Tasty. We're, we're gone. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. All right. Hang on, everybody. We'll be right back. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Yeah, yeah, 
Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash and boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do, all for under 300 bucks. They also feature the Mark II Work Pump, a magnetic drive high-temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much, as well as exclusive Brewer's Edge regulators and quality Keg King kegs and disconnects. Check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Brewcasters are back. It is a 401 beer. Whatever. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. That was good beer, man. We're sitting around talking yeah. about that barley wine. Barley wine. Um, which is, you know, look, it's fine, right? I, I'm just disappointed we didn't have that sparkling ale. <laughs> That's what I really wanted, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Something called a pale ale? I'm all about that. Well, if I'd have had one, that probably the first one I ever remembered, so I don't know what I, I wouldn't know what to think of. <laughs> well, there's that. There's that, I would too. Just say, that's a really good tasting beer. I see yeah, what you want. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to do some beer news, Tasty. You ready for that? I can give you some more news about beer for sure. Uh, this segment is brought to you by craftbeer.com, home of the most powerful brewery locator in the universe. Which, you know what? Change their mind. You can't. It's just what it is. Whether you're traveling in a new city or planning your next beercation, head to craftbeer.com and explore the wide world of American craft beer. Am I allowed to make fun of libraries? Uh, if you speak in the microphone. Beercation? <laughs> uh, hey, man, if they tell me where tiki bars are, I'm all about it, too. Now, there's a, that's the thing, man. A lot of people go... Like, hey, I want to go to, well, like Nashville or Portland, especially Portland. No, like I a get city it. Like Portland. I'm just being sassy. Oh. You're not making fun of the word beercation, are you? My God, that's what I do. I mean, <laughs> you're, I call you're it right. beer retirement or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? And honestly, man, there's so many friggin' breweries opening not up now. There's no way to know. No, there's I, no Because if, you go, if you're going somewhere and you do your research, like if you're, if you're anything like me, you're doing your research like three months, six months beforehand. Who knows what brewery was in planning at that moment, and that is now open. You're talking about landing in a different area of the country. Yeah. I could, I, I could put you in a car and take you to five breweries within 40 minutes of here you've never been to before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just growing. If you don't keep going, you're never going to be Yeah, well, that's true. My favorite part about that is I can put you in a car. 
I'm not going to drive with your ass. I'm staying home, but I'll put you in a car. Well, I mean, we wouldn't be driving. We'd hit four breweries in one day. Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. Uh, speaking of breweries, actually, I, I, I do want to read this before we get into oh, the beer news. Uh, California Craft Brewers Association. Oh. It's time for the beer summit. Oh, that's a great event. Great it's time for the, it's the fourth annual yeah. uh, California Craft Beer Summit and Beer Festival, which, of course, is the premier event for the craft brewing community across California and the West Coast. Yeah. Sounds like they're opening it up a little bit. September 6th through the 8th in Sacramento, California, IA. Get the backstage pass to the California craft brewing industry. Network with established and up-and-coming brewers. Learn from equipment vendors and suppliers and get a few tips on how to improve and perfect your beer. On the, which is great also for home brewing, too, man, by the way, because a lot of the stuff obviously translates over. Maybe not all the equipment, there, but there, is the, some, there are some threads on home brewing. Yeah, that's true. But even even like the philosophy on the craft brewing side, you you know, it doesn't matter. There's there's nothing shut out to you guys. Here's the inside thing that they're not saying: it's a chance for a home brewer. Yeah. To basically, feel like they're at an industry event. Yes. Everybody, all the brewers are there. That's true. They're going to brewing topics. You you just as a regular citizen, being there and and you know just hear people just like like yeah, you feel like you're at uh, CCB, but not, you know with the uh, craft brewers conference. Without having to like you know pay to do it, it's pretty cool. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, on the expo hall floor, you can learn from brewing industry innovators and pioneers, including Greg Koch from Stone Brewing, Rich Norgrove Jr. of Bear Republic, Mister Doctor Friendly Charlie Bamforth of UC Davis, and someone called Jim Jam J Jamil Jamal Zayanishif of Her, of Heretic Brewing. He must be a new guy. I don't know who he is. Uh, educational sessions including Sour Barrel Manager's Q&A and Take Your Home Brewed Beer from Good to Great. Help you continue to hone your craft. Three-day events end in a celebration, which is the largest California craft beer fest with more than 160 oh, breweries. You said uh, the largest California... Uh, ca- largest California craft beer festival. Hmm, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Tickets are available <laughs> for one day or the entire summit weekend. You can go to CACraftBeerSummit.com. They have early bird discounts, which end July 20th. And on the next show, on next Monday, we are giving away tickets to this event. Oh, nice. So uh, do nice. me a favor, uh, Tasty. got to be able to come. I, I almost called you Taryn, by the way. Uh, <laughs> do me a favor and uh, figure out how we're going to give those away. I will. Okay. Did you figure it out? Not anybody calling in. Or, or, uh, we'll get, we'll right. get it to the. Uh, by then, we might have a uh, Twitter game. Twitter game. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Let me see, put see. Yeah. That's how the RV's holding up. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, apparently, we'll figure out how Warren's bottom is holding up. Yeah, apparently, Warren, he has. Warren's here, uh, he has bottom trouble. What do you mean, bottom? Like his butt. He has diarrhea. He's shitting. He's, He's shitting a lot. Cool, is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to be cool about it, though. Cool. Well, I, I saw him posting all week about eating pizza every day in Chicago and stuff. I don't know what I mean by that, though. Yeah. He caught something uh, either running his body into the ground or flying all over the place. But uh, he's paying for it now. He can't be yeah. here today, so yeah. we're here for him. He's got some sort of short-term issue. <laughs> can we get him on the phone? I want to hear how You want to call him? No, no, I'm just kidding. I can do it. No, wait, wait, no, I'll call his ass right now, dude. way too crazy. But okay, if you want. Like, well, hey, fuck it. What, what else are we going to do? Eat you later. To return his call. Yeah, well, he did. Uh, he did. Um, he did butt dial me. But I don't know. If you want to call Warren, I'll call Warren <laughs> for you, know. dude. Nine two five. No, him, we'll give him three minutes and we'll hang up. <laughs> he is. Uh, let's see. Nine two five. Shh. 
two, three, five, eight, three, two. No, I'm kidding. That's not his phone number, everybody. Don't worry. It's not even his area code. But yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how his butt is. I mean, well, you, know, you know, he said he was throwing up and or no, shitting. Food poison. But he stopped. He stopped in here to the bar because apparently uh, he there was some Loma beer on tap. Which apparently there was Loma beer on not tap on last night. There's none on now. Oh, it must have went fast. Good for him. Yeah, I'm drinking this uh, Wit beer. I forget who the brewery is. It's actually pretty good. I've been into Wit beers lately. Dude, Saint Bernardus. Uh, <laughs> you know they have they have a Wit beer. The Wit beer is stellar. Mm. It's in cans now. What? It's like little ten ounce cans or whatever. They're amazing. Warren. At the tone, please record no, your message. Warren. When you've finished recording, you may hang That's up. not Warren's phone number. Wait, that's not Warren's voicemail. Did he just... That's not Warren's voicemail. Did I just screw up? No, it's like, hi, yeah. this is Warren. Hi, this is Warren. Oh, let me hear that. No, that is... That is huh. Hmm. That's his friggin' phone number, so he must have... Because every time I've ever left a message for Warren, I've always made fun and mocked his his voicemail, because it's like, it's like, this is Warren, if you want me to call you back, better leave a message. This is JP. Yeah, that's what I go. I go, hey, Warren, this is Jason, give me a call. Um... I forget what I was talking about. Whatever. Whatever. Okay, let's do some news. This is Canadian news, but you know what? Yeah. Tasty, we're an international company. So I figured, like, well, this is going to... We have a lot of great listeners. It's going to work for us. Uh, craft beer lovers have one more reason to look at their iPhone, or their phone in general. A new app launched on Friday gives users access to $2 craft beers at participating breweries and bars across Ottawa. So if you're going to Ottawa, or you live in Ottawa, which is in Canada, which is in North America, which is on Earth... Check this out. It's called the Craft Beer Passport. It's free to download. Gives beer lovers an affordable new way to explore Ottawa's burgeoning craft beer scene. Which Ottawa is, what, East Coast? Or is it more middle? Whatever. It's in Canada. <laughs> just everything in Canada uh, yeah. is just in more. Um, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my brain around this concept because this sounds like something I'm... It's like a beer drinker's club to me. Well, yeah. And I, and I, wonder, if it could, I wonder if it could work in the U.S. Hell yeah, you know what I mean? Do you think... Well, I mean, what they basically is, is they're giving a select group of people a discount, and the person that are giving the discount are more than glad to do it because it drives up volume. Well, that's true. Uh, Ottawa is like Montreal, so yeah, it's West Coast, or East Coast, sorry. Excuse me. Um, let's see. Visit any of the participating establishments on your passport account and be rewarded with a 12-ounce craft beer for only $2, which apparently is the legal minimum price in Canada. Really? Yeah. Right. Um for example, Big Rig Brewery, one of the participating restaurants, typically sells a 12-ounce beer for, get this, $4.75. Okay. First of all, I've never seen a beer that cheap out here, well, ever. 12 ounces now. That 12 ounces. That's still like that's $6. Oh, well, okay, yeah, that's a good point. Or something. Anyway, they have a map. Uh, they have more than 70 bars, breweries, and beer producers across the Providence uh, I, I thought it was really cool for a number of reasons. One, if anybody's in Ottawa and you don't know about it, you can get two dollar beers. Um, yeah. But I wonder if it would. I wonder if the breweries would would need anything like that out here. I don't think. I don't think it would work because I don't think they need to do it. It's like it's why most breweries don't friggin' advertise on the brewery. They don't need it. They don't need it, right? Because everyone's going to the breweries already. Well, they want them to keep coming, and they want to, if price is an issue, yeah, they'll come back. So they want to like you know. You know, yeah, beer, you get that one beer. Beer is a volume business, and, and any place that you can, you know, move volume, you're going to make a lot more money. And That's true. There's a brewery in, in Oakland, uh, 
uh, I'll mention them, Ghost Town Brewing. They've got their pints. They have like full pints of like IPA, you know, mm-hmm. full IPA and a double IPA mm. for like five dollars a pint. That's a great price. That's a great price. Yeah. Uh, they have and uh, and uh, you can do half pint for three dollars. I like the half pint options. Oh yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Especially when you go in there and they got you know fifteen beers on tap. And then they've got a they've got a three dollar all the time a pint cream ale all the time. You get a three pint of this cream ale. For three bucks. Three bucks. Oh, That's a great gig, day, dude. That's a great gimmick. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I call that brewery pricing. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's in sort of a neighborhood, but it's, it, you know, it's a destination you can go to. And you know you, can, you could drink, uh, you, know, you know, four tasters and get, it out, get out of there pretty uh, reasonably priced. Pretty That's cool. not bad. I, I, yeah. I, I dig the option of having a, a, essentially American Light Lager, yeah. really, yeah. for three bucks. Yeah, it's a great deal. That's cool. Yeah, go to Ghost Town. That's what I would drink all the time. The head brewer there, his name's Justin Burt. He's the, it's his birthday today. So. Oh, well, that's good. Oh, Happy he birthday might be in here. Who knows? <clears throat> I don't want to get shot, though, so I'm never going to go to Oakland. Yeah. I'm kidding. It's a joke. Oakland's a cool spot. Um, let's see, I didn't read that story, so I'm not going to read it. But, anyway, uh, so yeah, the passport thing sounds more like a, uh, like a, like a, yeah, it's a coupon, like a Groupon kind of. But somebody's you know, paying to have that posted about the special pricing. And that's how that company's making their money. Getting the information out about the two dollar. Yeah, I like awards. it. I think that's great. Yeah, it's a good idea. Uh, this is a cool story. It's from a marketing uh, journal, but uh, Swedish beer brand hijacks Budweiser's Google search campaign. I know they had one, but okay. Apparently, yeah. Swedish beer brand Norlands Guld recently hijacked Budweiser's tag words campaign that won the Grand Prix Grand Prix for print and publishing at Kane's uh, Lions last month. I don't know. All this it's foreign words. Word. Cool. Yeah. Uh, tag words encouraged people to use certain Google phrases to uncover photos showcasing Budweiser's place in musical history. First of all, who gives a shit? Who was it John Lennon with a bud? Who cares? A lot of stadium shows were bud shows. I'm yeah, sure. I know. It's like, God, who gives a shit, man? Uh, Norland's Gould Agency, uh, Oxtem Holst, purchased AdWords on Budweiser's search words. So, if it, look, if you guys are in SEO or marketing oh, at all, you know what this means. But basically, you can go and Google and you can pay to be in the rankings based on whatever words people are searching. So that's the nice. Google AdWords campaign. Okay. So whenever someone searched for the phrases in Budweiser's campaign, <laughs> they're served an ad from the Swedish beer company. The ad features taglines like, why Google beer when you can drink one? <laughs> And IRL beer is better than Googling beer, which for all you old heads out there, IRL is in real life. So apparently what they did is they would, and you can, you can bid for these. So you just bid the maximum bid and you outbid Google and, or you outbid uh, Budweiser and then you've, they're marketing for you, I guess. Uh, Budweiser launched its campaign in June with ad agency Africa. The beverage giant used out-of-home displays with specific Google search terms and the phrase search it. To get people to uncover photos of famous musicians drinking Budweiser through history. Well, <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. Bring a lot of money into it to lose all that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, by purchasing AdWords based on the search term of Budweiser's campaigns, Norland's Gould is the latest brand to troll one of its competitors through the strategy of something called <laughs> hackvertising. 
This approach, which usually involves clever tactics and silly banter, seems to appeal to consumers who love the often uh, who often love a good rivalry and tend to egg on the comical feuds. Brands that have deployed this strategy have generated a major social media buzz and driven significant brand awareness and engagement. Fast food chain Wendy's is a notable example of a brand that has used Twitter several times to take jabs at its competitors, um, most often McDonald's. Yeah, actually, I'll tell you what, man. If if, if you're on Twitter, Wendy's, <laughs> they they do uh, uh, they are pretty uh, snarky, man. For National Compliment Day in January, Wendy's was challenged to compliment McDonald's, and they responded with, "They are absolutely amazing at freezing beef." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Burger King used a similar stunt with its Google Home of the Whopper campaign. Um anyway, whatever. It's it's pretty cool and uh <laughs> fuck Budweiser. Here's another Budweiser uh, ad. Well, anyway, it crossed over into beer and that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh these six foreign craft beers are about to make their US debut. And I thought this was important because First of all, as if we the, don't have enough good craft beer right here, right? As if the craft market wasn't uh, wasn't slim and 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 tight and show us how to make West Coast IPA. and and, 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 and oversaturated. Anyways, sure. here we're we're going to bring in six more. Um, so uh, AB and Bev is apparently prepared to further the work uh, further work the craft angle from another approach, importing it more of the craft beer brands it owns um, internationally into the U.S. Oh. They've gotten the go ahead from the a. Uh, alcohol, tobacco, tax, and trade bureau to bring in six more of its craft beer brands. Those brands reportedly include England's Camden Town, which made headlines several a couple years ago when they got purchased. Like they were the first, yeah. I think, international or or at least the English brewery to be bought. Yeah, yeah. And people were pissed at that. Brazil's uh, Brazil's Cervejaria Colorado. You like that accent, Bev? It's pretty good, right? Uh, Mexico's Artisanas de Malta y Cebada, South Africa's Newlands Spring Brewing, Canada's Archibald Microbrewery, and Belgium's Bellevue Brewery. All beers will apparently be available exclusively on draft, except for the Canadian beers, which will be packaged as well. So um, check that out, everybody. Don't buy those beers if you don't want to support Anheuser-Busch and their terrible tactics. This is a fun one. Uh, it's very international, sticking with the international theme. Um, there's a, uh, a company out there making craft beer from gray water. We've, it's nothing new. Yeah. We've, we've talked about that before. Um, but for the 10th anniversary of the Global Water Conference, apparently uh, this company called uh, Singapore, what is it called? Jesus Christ. The, the, the beer is called New Brew. Yeah. It's like a it's like a translated thing, so yeah, it's kind of awkward. There. Another brewery, Sean. Yeah. Um, it was prepared by the National Water Water Agency, PUB, and homegrown restaurant and brewery Brewworks. Yeah. Brewworks with a Z, Bev. So you know, ears up with a Z. Brew no, I knew where you Z. were going with that. Just stop it. All right, to commemorate the tenth anniversary of Singapore International Water Week, a global water conference that kicked off on Sunday, July the eighth. That evening, members of the press were invited to taste three unlabeled glasses of beer, normal beer, which presumably made just with, you know, city water, uh, new brew, and pure water brew, which is a beer from the United States made using recycled water. 
Yeah, apparently all three beers taste rather similar, different, differing only in the extent of their bitterness. Organizers said the results of the taste test would be revealed only at the end of the conference on Thursday. Trade visitors will be able to taste new brew at selected events during the conference, uh, which I, I, I like. You know, it's like, okay, one of these three beers or two of these three beers were made with recycled water. We're not going to tell you which one it is or which one everybody likes until after the, the show. Right. I thought, I just, thought that, just know that the water is a number one perfect water. I mean, just yeah, just make sure that everybody understands that part. Yeah, he added that the launch. Uh, this uh, guy added that the launch of New Brew was a public outreach opportunity to highlight how Singapore's ultra clean, ultra high quality recycled water is well within international standards of safe drinking water. Well, neat. I think that's the feature. It hurt that's to where add we're going. A little fermentation process. <laughs> well, you know that's it that's. Uh, you know, I'm, not, no, I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm just kidding. Right. I'm not, I know. I really. I believe, I believe the wine is perfect. I drink gallons of it before they brew it. <laughs> but they're, they're, that's how that's what it used to be. People would make alcohol beverages to clean the water up so they, right. they could drink it. Right. Purify. It. Yeah, it was cleaner to uh, cleaner to drink booze than it was to um, kill the bacteria when they lower the pH. Of yeah. The, but I think I mean that, that's I think that's that's where we got to be going, right? I mean, there's so much so much gray water um, that we're like they're they're pouring it, you know, in the ocean or whatever. I don't, I don't pretend to know a whole lot about it, but it's, we got to be going. And with the way that we're growing a population on the planet, yeah. we got to be going there. Yeah, in some situations where there's more water than you could possibly use, I could see like what are we here? But there's other places where it's rather limited. You know? Yeah, it's not that big a reason. Absolutely. Yeah. You know who has a big reservoir? <clears throat> Drake's. Yeah. Go to drinkdrakes.com. Check them out. If you're in the Bay Area, hit up their, their spots. Uh, the Drake's dealership right there. Go to the brewery for a fun time and uh, drink the beer. It's fresh. It's good. They make a whole lot of styles. They do those hoppy beers real well, of course, because they're on the West Coast, and that's what we do out here, apparently, is make a bunch of hoppy beers. You're a great job. Despite me trying to beg and plead for us to not do that. Well, they got a whole sour program. and They you know, do. They do. Get the whole Barrel energy. age and all that kind of stuff. Drinkdrakes.com. Check them out. Drink Drakes. They're good dudes. And and ladies. Oh, yeah. I think dude is, dude is like a non-sex specific, non-gender, non object i've called my faucet dude like yeah. you know what i mean it's just, I, I don't i don't have a problem calling women dudes and and men dudes and this pen is a dude i don't care i call abby bro all the time i call my daughter bro all the time too i call her boy i don't know why maybe that's my freud going like i really wanted a boy but anyway this is our last story uh tasty actually before we get to the last story yeah, let's talk right. about the city of concord the city of Concord is a welcoming place to start or grow your business. I don't know if you knew that, Tasty. In fact, it's the largest city it. in Contra Costa County and is a job center for the area. The city's economic development staff are looking to grow the city's craft beer scene with new breweries, tap rooms, and pubs. Concord's central location, strong demographics, and established brewery-friendly community makes Concord an ideal location to start your craft beer business. The city's historic downtown is experiencing a new private and public investment with new businesses opening and new apartment develops, developments in the pipeline. Downtown also has more than 1.3 million square feet of office space, which provides a strong lunch and post-work customer base for those looking to open a pub yeah. or microbrewery. Centrally located off of major freeways, the city's economic team is ready to help you find a successful location to meet your needs 
and help you through any permit process that may be needed. Excellent. Give the City of Concord's Economic Development staff a call. Brian, he's at 925-671-3018 if you want to open up a brewery or a tap room or a pub or anything like that in Concord yeah, here. Yeah, your listeners, uh, contact me at uh, tastedbrewnetwork.com and send me some money. We'll, we'll open the place up. <laughs> I got some ideas too, man. I got some ideas. Let's let's go in on something. Yeah. I don't know. I think our ideas would be weird. Uh-uh. They open the bar. Think anybody show up? Nah, nobody be that curious. Uh, I don't know. Let's try it. Mm. Let's see. You might open up six of them. <laughs> now, why? Why stop there? Why not ten? Why not twelve? Too much work. You know, it's not a lot of work. Beersmith. <laughs> nice. Beersmith dot com. Twenty one day free trial. You all know all about it. You love it. Beersmith. Uh, they were there at NHG. I didn't get a chance to go and say hi to everybody. I but. saw him in whatever. I did notice Brad is like, I, I've always thought Brad is like a like a 75-year-old man, but the, he looks like 40. No, no. He's, he's been around, but he's been in, in, in homebrewing forever, and I, I've, I've never really like face-to-faced him. <laughs> he looks like a super young dude. Oh, he's. Younger than what I thought. Like, I thought he was, like, decrepit yeah, and, like, yeah. 100. I think he was, like, older than you. No, he's real vibrant. No, he's really vibrant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Full of knowledge. And he's on his, he's on his game. He's a good yeah. dude. Um, rocks. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, okay. Last last, uh, last thing. Leicestershire Monks Brew Britain's first Trappist beer. For the most of the past 183 years, the Trappist monks of the Mount St. Bernard Monastery in rural Leicestershire were dairy farmers selling their milk to fund a quiet, rhythmic existence of prayer and contemplation. But in 2013, the low price of milk and changes in agricultural production methods meant they could no longer make the small profit they had relied on for the modest living expenses and to buy Teslas for every monk and in we the was Abbey. Illegal. We was illegal, so they had to... <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, one morning before dawn, the monks loaded their beloved cows onto lorries, which, you know, trucks. Okay. Oh, no. I speak full, fluent Britain. Bye bye, cow. Uh, and sent them off to market. It was Ooh. the end of an era, but they still needed to generate an income. Now, five years after saying goodbye to their cattle, the Mount St. Bernard community is brewing beer. Yeah. Uh, the UK's first Trappist beer, brewed in accordance with recipes dating back centuries, will go on sale at specialist bars and retailers. Tint Meadow, a strong dark ale named after the location of the monastery, has aromas of dark chocolate licorice and rich fruit flavors with a U, according to promotional material. It has been a steep learning curve, said Father Joseph, who had been at the monastery for 32 years. We're not big drinkers. Just the occasional glass at Christmas, Easter, so and quaint. big feast days. I know. Wait a minute. Why didn't they do like a monk to monk collabs and be like, oh, they're monasteries and like get the shit together? I know, right? No, they just started like they started all like they didn't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, they're Britons, man. They don't know. When we started, we couldn't detect the tastes the experts were talking about. This kid, this guy, sounds like such a, just a noob. Uh, brewer, he has no the tastes the experts are talking oh, yeah. about. He's so adorable. I want to hug him. All the beers tasted the same, <laughs> but over time isn't we got more a, sophisticated. Isn't there a monastery like a brewing guild, burgers guild, or something? Where you can get like a, a, have their own bulletin board or something? They should, right? Yeah. He goes. Now I can really taste the difference between them. <laughs> nice. They produce pottery candles, honey, rosaries. Anyway. Oh, 
the flea market. I think it's pretty cool. Oh, this is a cool part. Once the monks fell on the idea of reviving a beer-making tradition, they had to find out how it was done. They practiced with a home-brewing kit and sought advice. There you go, Tasty. From 11 other Trappist breweries in Northern Europe, as well as Constant Uh, Kindman's, a Dutch master brewer. The monks have tried to combine the traditions of Trappist brewers elsewhere with those of small local breweries in the U.K., which makes sense. You know, you want to bring it a little local. Over the past year, they've relocated their refectory. Bev, what's a refectory? Refractory, is that it? I don't know. You can use it in a sentence. It's like where they live. They have relocated their refectory. I literally just did. I know. Dildo. Uh, Chicken. uh, Chicken. Excuse me. I'm hungry. Kitchen. And laundry to create a space for a new artisanal brewery. It was an enormous project, probably the largest project Mount St. Bernard has ever undertaken. Um, anyway, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of cool. a great article if they take that part out where he like, had all these missteps at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. shit it's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, they, got, they consulted with the other monks. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like, yeah, the... like what? It really doesn't taste good? We tell that. <laughs> I like those Johns. I dump all those until they uh, got it right. Speaking of Johns, Tasty. Adam and Eve wants to spice things up in the bedroom for you and whoever else is in your bedroom. They're backing up that promise. Go to be uh, Wow, what is my problem? Jesus Christ. Go to adamandeve.com. Use code BNARMY at checkout. <clears throat> You'll get... Um, wow, what the fuck is my problem? I'm trying to, like, fractal this thing. I can't do it. May, I might be. I bigger font, more space. You, it is it is all in caps. I don't know why it's all, all and so it's it's hard to read. Uh, you'll get 50% off almost any item when you enter offer code BNARMY at checkout. You'll also get the free Big O kit, which you get the the gel we've talked about, the little vibrating thing which you talked which by the Check. way, tasty. Okay. I don't uh, well, <clears throat> let me let me finish this and then right. I'll go into that. Um you can choose a new adult toy, a movie, anything else at 50% off, free shipping, Big O kit. Gel, shaky thing, adamandeve.com, use code BNARMY. So apparently they have vibrators out there, and I don't know if they have them on Adam and Eve. They probably should. Bev should probably look that up for me. Um, that can, that they, they shake to, like, music. So you can, like, Bluetooth it to your phone. So you play your favorite song, and it like when it peaks, you peak? Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess, right? So, I mean, we were kind of, like, um, having fun before the, <laughs> before the show. And I was like, can you imagine, you like... Freebird? I think it'll play anything through your, like just through your phone. The original music-driven vibrator. Like, can can you imagine? What's your bio? Can you imagine? Additional information by Bev. What's what's sitting here? Is it on? Is it on Adam and Eve? More information by Beverly Moore. Um, Thank you, Bev. I'm looking at Adam and Eve right now. Imagine this is. Imagine this is the song that you're playing. Like this is a Brain Oil, uh, Nate's band. What is this? I mean, how do you? How do you like? uh, And then when like the screaming starts. Man, nature reds, dude. I'm gonna tell you that. Anyway, I mean, what what kind of music do you play? This is the song I would play if I if I had that thing. <clears throat> yeah. This is the song I would play right right here. Wait, where is it? Uh, this is like my favorite song right now. The bass line, more yeah. I can't get that line out of my head. 
She got a big ol' onion booty make the world cry. <laughs> Migos, baby. Stir fry. Look it up. Blue motion. Next one, Bluetooth panty vibe. They are on Adam and Eve. <clears throat> there you go. They're $129. Hey, if I'm Free sorry, maybe be an army. Yeah, if I can, uh, if I can get whomever I want to enjoy a good time with this song, I'm I'm down for it. It's there's, fine. There's a couple things. Big only booty. There's always fantasy time. <laughs> it's time alone. I have this fantasy of you being in the other room and me hearing this song, and we both enjoy a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Standout sentence? Yeah. You can control the vibe or let your partner from up to 30 feet away. <laughs> uh, blue so perfect for next, Tinder. Your, the 10 feet's perfect? Your blue motion next one Bluetooth panty vibe lets you control a whole new menu of vibrations with just a wave of your hand or a tap on the screen or the beat of your favorite music. Oh, God, I love this it. This is the game changer. <laughs> and it's not like a dildo; it's a pair of underwear. Really? Yeah. That's so it's weird. very subtle, dude. I saw. Dude, do, you could, could be like across <laughs> the room in a crowded room, and oh, somebody could be messing with your phone app and just be going for it. That oh. would be weird. That would be that'd be hilarious. like you could the go ultimate. Clubbing and give your numbers up. Yes. Yeah, oh. airdrop like the the app to people or whatever. I, man, I, so when Tara and I are like trying to, we're like sleeping on the couch, like falling asleep that time where it's like she's gonna fall asleep when we're watching Doctor Who or whatever, and it's like okay, well let's put something on. It's always all these fucking lock up shows on Netflix, like just the lock up whatever where they anyway, and they're great. They're they're great to fall asleep to. I don't know why. Um, boring as well. Well, kind of, yeah, but not really also at the same well, time. Not, but not you can to take your mind off what you're worrying about. You don't have to watch it. You can just hear it. It's To me, it's like a podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there was, there was one where this gal was making a dildo out of soap. Like, everyone's used soap and, like, paper, and she would put it in a plastic bag. And she was, like, shaping it. And just the way she was shaped, it looked like a femur. It was just this huge thing. And I was like, wow. I mean... I guess if you need something that large, it was like 14 inches long and 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 what? like a thigh. It was insane. I'm like this. There's no way you can be subtle with that. No. <laughs> there's no way. Something and you're like gonna an get clean. Piece than a practical. Yeah, it was weird, man. I like it. Uh, anyway. All right. Sounds like the kind of where people should be ordered. I think we're done here, Tasty. All right, roll that song. Thank you very much. Thanks to Vito and Sean from Club Dose yeah, for coming in here. And uh, thanks to Sean for sharing beer. Vito just kind of gave a recipe. Thanks but to Paul uh, Brown for calling in. That's true. And uh, no thanks to Warren for changing his stupid uh, yeah, yeah. voicemail. Get that colon working, buddy. <laughs> I think it's working. Look that thing up. Yeah, get it to stop working. Beth, maybe you have some uh, pointers for him. Emodium. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. Oh, uh, I was going to go through what other shows we got coming up, but uh, I think we're out of time. Anyway, we have shows. Until the shows... We'll see you guys later. Later.
great deed does great as his charity care.